Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps, ready to race to you. And now Kevin Smith has done that, so well we now we now it would seem like post. Yeah, we're no, we're not the well, first we person about to do a live podcast. It but wasn't a totally now, original idea. Now it would idea. just seem like we were just <laughs> aping TM, else. you guys had a totally original a totally idea. Totally original idea. <laughs> and <laughs> Kevin Smith stole it. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 256. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Captain Luddite. And Bonzo the what? Beast. What? what? The Beast Bonzo is back. Bonzo the Beast. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I've been let out of the cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's nice. good to be out of the cage. You were um, in the cage for a while. About a month and a half Your hair is so. a little matted. Your fur. Yeah. But you're getting your shine back. Getting my shine back, especially <laughs> on the head. The head. <laughs> <laughs> a little wax, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Learning from the best. What's been up, gentlemen? Anything good? Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Paul wanted to talk to something about something <laughs> on the show, right? You, you well, we're not talking about something. it right now. No? Unless you want to. I guess we should, since Bonzo's back. Let's go ahead and, and go right into it. So this was a, part of the reason you were gone was you went to Mania. Yes, I did. Wrestle motherfucking Mania 30. Big event, uh, well received by all accounts. One of the better uh, events in recent history. Took place on my birthday. What right. a better day! So to there have celebrated you go. That. Is this a good time to take a bathroom break? Perfectly timed. Uh, Are you? Yeah. You want to, Jeff? Yes. <laughs> so, so I don't fall asleep. No, a couple, asleep, of, yeah. couple of really great anyway. things went down. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, the fan favorite, did get the title and still has it. Here we are, almost and two what months did later. I, say? I said it was going to take. An elevated climb like that, and took him an elevated climb since about 2000. And yeah, no, it took him a long time. It took him longer than people think. A and, year and, and a half. But yeah, it, it was time. He needed it. It was good. It's good that he's got it. Uh, I'm pleased with the him opening as the champ. segment alone was worth the ticket price alone. I and didn't see. I haven't seen it yet. What? I still haven't seen it yet. I didn't get a chance to see it. I was busy that day. Okay, so I know it sucks. I, I know. I know. I read a lot about it, but go ahead. The opening moment. See, again, I didn't pay for the ticket, which is great. But the point. <laughs> yeah, the great. point of the matter is, is that had I paid for the ticket, the opening segment alone would have been worth the price of any admission. So go ahead, tell me about the opening segment. Uh, Hogan comes out, Dana, you know, because Hulk Hogan's the host. They bring him out, right. and then Hogan was like, "Well, you know, you're going to see some really great moments tonight here at WrestleMania." All of a sudden, the glass breaks, and out walks Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, and that seeing the two guys alone in that ring, you know, you'd think Austin's coming come out there and Stone Cold uh, stun. Hulk Hogan, you were hoping for that. Didn't happen. He comes out there, shakes Hogan's hand. It's the two biggest icons of sports entertainment history. And then all of a sudden, The Rock comes out. And the fucking place lights up. And the three biggest stars of each generation are right there in the ring. Right. And they're, you know, they're... You know, smacking each other on the ass and making jokes about Hogan. Hogan had made this. Uh, he kept he, saying calling it the Silver he Dome called, instead called of it the Super Silver Dome, Dome nice. instead of the Superdome. So the fans corrected him. And then Austin came out. He's like, it's nice to be back here in the Silver Dome. Nice. And, you know, like whatever. And then The Rock comes out and jokes with him. And it was a really good moment. It was uh, for, for a person who's grown up watching professional wrestling, mm-hmm. even knowing Hulk Hogan, he's the biggest name of all time. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, not far behind. And, of course, The Rock, you know, not just a wrestler, actor. You know, he's he's a mm-hmm. big name. Um, the only person missing from that segment was obviously John Cena because he's the biggest star of his generation. But he had a, la- a match later on. So that's well, he's also not quite yet to that caliber. I would not say. yet. Uh, 
I I beg to differ. Well, with, to with the non wrestling fan, fair, fair. fair. he is not. A, no, you, you know, know what? what I mean? To the non wrestling fan, he's bigger than he is to the hardcore wrestling fan. That might be well, true. I mean, you know like, what I mean? Like he's the Fruity Pebbles mascot. Yes, he's the, he's he's the star. He's the star of the Scooby Doo episodes. He's you know he ain't no joke when it comes to babies. His movies, babies love scenes. No, but you know what I mean. It's like mm. those the other three guys. Hey, I'm not upset that he wasn't in that ring. The other three guys don't in the world. Don't get me wrong. The country don't get knows. me wrong. I could care less. That dude. Ugh. The only thing I know about Cena is like he's the guy that pops up in the commercials that does these stupid like motion gestures on the commercial, and I'm like, why would anybody want to watch this guy? And I changed the but, channel. Paul, it seems like you had something else. Also, you he's a terrible. To I did have something else I wanted to discuss. So bes- besides Cena and his uh, trials and tribulations, um, this the this was a huge night because the streak was broken. The great streak of the Undertaker, who had gone twenty one WrestleManias in a row. 21 years, each time he appeared at WrestleMania, every match that he'd done at WrestleMania, he was scripted to win. I mean, he won. Um, uh, every, <laughs> one those, every one of those No, matches. you were right the first time. But, no, but you know what? As planned out as it is, it doesn't start planned out exactly, and there can always be things that go askew and awry. So the fact that he was able to still even show up for 20 fun fucking years. years of getting... Uh, yeah, as that. scripted as it is, they still get the crap beat out of it's each other. Fighty they ballet, beat man. Each it's punchy ballet, and the man yeah. is the greatest dancer. And he 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 truly is. Beast. He truly is a dancer, man. Have you ever seen him do his high rope walking shit? He's fucking out of control. My favorite. I've hey, recently Paul bought is. two two. Uh, how many Undertaker? Two Undertaker <laughs> WWE dolls because I was you so bought, you bought how many two two two, two Undertaker dolls. Paul, since I was twelve, he's been my all-time favorite wrestler. He's still my all-time favorite wrestler. He is in my mind the greatest wrestler who have ever been in the WWE. I would say Hogan was my favorite for a long time. Ultimate Warrior was big too for me, uh, as you guys can attest. And then Taker is right there. Those are my three big faves. It's funny because Undertaker is a name that I think non wrestling fan world knows of. Right. right. But they wouldn't, the guy could bite him on the nose and they wouldn't know who he was. Unless yeah. he was you know in his mean? full regalia right, and coming exactly. out with the music but, and everything. But even then, I think so a impactful. lot of people would be like, who's this weirdo if they saw him walking down the street? <laughs> right. Where like Hogan and, and The Rock yeah, those and those guys, guys yes. you, vis- you recognize. Right. But, now, who's the one that does like four different characters in the. That's Mick Foley. Okay. Yeah. It is Cactus like Jack, three, Dude Love. If you count three. himself, yeah, that's Mick four. Mick Foley, okay. Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind. Okay. Um, so now let's get into the match itself. Again, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but it was – he was up against uh, – A the very guy? formidable foe. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar. So. Brock Lesnar. Thank you, Hamish. The guy that you um, beat skills over the head with a, a – Folding chair? Uh, no, yeah. different different guy. But yeah, Brock Lesnar is no joke. No, that's, is, that's the one you you used maybe to, it was. to beat skills. Maybe it was. Yeah, the, it might have been. Uh, he's an MMA guy. UFC, former UFC, UFC world heavyweight champion. He's no okay. joke. He's a trained fucking fighter. Mm-hmm. Cauliflower ear, monster looking son former of a bitch. Former NCAA champion, like big guy. He he. Got you tired should. of putting his life really at risk. Well, not even <laughs> that's what he did first. He left. I think he, he left the money, yeah. man. He left college. He left college. Joined the professional wrestling ranks. Then decided somewhere along the way, uh, I'm going to go to UFC. Made he in his first big fight, he knocks out Randy Couture, wins the heavyweight championship. Yeah. Like 
you know, he does these all things. He gets this little stomach issue, and then goes back to WWE, and he's made, you know. He's I got a little stomach issue. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> he, uh, but he's a hell of an athlete, and if you'd seen him manhandle Mark Henry in the months leading up to WWE, <laughs> the WrestleMania 30, you'd blow your mind. Mark Henry is a the world's strongest man. He's a 450 pounder, I'd say. Close Maybe to. 500. He's, oh. cl- he's, he's, he's a solid 450, and the man lifts him over his head and tosses him around. It's yeah. like, what the fuck is Brock going Lesner on? Brock Lesnar for training <laughs> regiments. He walks down. You guys have seen like the big lumber, like the big circular lumbers. Yes. Like, sure. It takes like usually two to three guys to lift him. Brock Lesnar lifts one on his shoulder by himself, runs down the street. Like we're talking like jogging with it on his shoulder as training. That's a workout. So like the Scottish Highland Games kind of stuff yeah. where they yeah, throw but the phone like, Yeah, but like, yeah, take two of those Scottish Highland guys. It's like Jeez. Rocky. Training in the <laughs> snow-covered mountains. So he's a badass, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, a cooler guy than his heel persona would let on. Um, and uh, he well, fell. He play. fell the the legend. He beat uh, he beat the Undertaker. He he did his patented move, the F five, where he lifts you over his head, spins you around, and drops you summarily on your noggin, basically like a tornado. Yep, like a tornado. Exactly. It's the hur- the Hurricane yeah. F five. So bam, it slams on the ground. He did two of them on him. Uh, and go ahead. So he did take three it from of them? here. He did well. Did he, he did. He did three. Um, that shit. was the final one. It, in between the match. So if you're going to watch the match, if you've never seen it yet, the, it's a very it. it's a very slow moving match. That's what I heard. In the match, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure when exactly it said when it happened, but I it's very mixed. You know, it's very incomprehensible to see when it could have happened. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> The Undertaker gets a concussion, and he can't really finish the match per se. Brock Lesnar has to be the one to carry the rest of the match. So uh, as a referee, you're also told to count the three no matter what. Uh, if, if something happens, you just said you go out there to count the three like it's going to happen. If they kick out, they kick out. You don't count. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Brock Lesnar hits a final F3. Uh, the Undertaker's shoulders do not get off the mat. And 76,000 people went absolutely silent and stunned when The Undertaker's shoulders were pinned to the mat. It is. It, it gained national headline news. It gained worldwide news. It is, on record, the biggest moment in professional wrestling history. Wow. Mm-hmm. The only other one that ever came close was Hulk Hogan dropping the red and yellow to go to the NWO in 1996. Or wow. maybe slamming Andre. Maybe. That was a big thing in my childhood. Well, I'm just saying, turning, turning heel, right. Hulk Hogan turning to yeah, a bad was guy, big. was a big deal. 97, was it? 99.7? Yeah, yeah when huge. he turned into a bad guy. I mean, I've never been a big wrestling fan, but I remember people talking about Hulk Hogan is now a bad guy. That was a big moment a in big the 90s. Thing. But this yeah. one, is for this generation, is the biggest wrestling well, no, moment. That, I mean, 21-year streak, right. like you said. I mean, that's huge. And I was yeah, talking amazing. to Paul about this before the show. That's um, people's entire lives. Had I been, yeah. had, as a wrestling fan and as an Undertaker fan, especially, like I said, having it be on my birthday, if I was at home watching my favorite wrestler lose the biggest match on the biggest stage, I wouldn't have never forgiven myself. Mm-hmm. So to have been in that room is a little bit. I had to, uh, I left. I didn't even see the match after that. <laughs> and there was another match wow. after that. I left the room. I had to regain my composure. Now, my girlfriend absolutely despises wrestling. She hates it. <laughs> Much like most of you guys listening, I'm sure. So we're going to get past this immediately. But <laughs> Despise uh, might be a strong word. Um, yeah. My girlfriend absolutely hates it. When I have people over watching it, she's upstairs watching something else in her room. But I, te- I literally walk away. The only text I sent was to her, and I said, 
my heart just broke into a million pieces. And she texts me back, not knowing anything about, <laughs> not watching it. She's just like, I'm afraid to even ask. Yeah. And I text her. I was like, it happened. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't have to say anything else. She knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I got back to my group. Like I took like a 20 minute composure, like came back and I didn't speak for like a half an hour. Like even when Daniel Bryan won, I was still just like, I was cheering a little bit, but I was like, I didn't talk. Like I didn't talk for at least an hour and that's a big deal. You're, you were a wounded animal. I was, it was a big deal, but no, I loved New Orleans. I didn't do a lot of the tourist stuff while I was there. I did more of a culinary tour. I ate my way through New Orleans. That's nice. how you do New Orleans. I was, that's what I want to do. I that's loved it. You know, I was the music and the food are the two reasons yeah. you go to. That. Actually, uh, you Actually, know, because I, I those. <laughs> because I do a lot of music here in town. I, I, I'm sad I didn't do it while I was there because I was just like, you know what, I'm on vacation. No, I yeah, don't want to do sense. anything about music, but I will go back to New Orleans. I will experience the music there. It's like all my friends who are in shows that don't go to shows on their day off. It's yeah. like you, your life is being in shows. So That's right. It's hard so, but New Orleans was great to me. I had a great time. Uh, the food, I will. if you ever have any questions about where you want to go in New Orleans, you let me know. I was five for five. Out of all the restaurants we went to and all the friends that I took with me. Here's the thing I'll say about I've been to New Orleans a couple of times. It's hard not to get a good meal in New Orleans. You know why? And I was talking with locals about this. Basically, if you're mediocre in New Orleans, you don't make it. Yeah. You have to be a step above the rest and be better than anything else they've got. So it's like because like all the time I'll just. The, well, not all the time, but both t- the few times I've been there, two or three times, it's like, I'll just, just pick a place at random and be like, well, some of them, it's like, well, it's been here for 80 years, 90 years. Yeah, I, I stayed away I stayed away from <laughs> Bourbon Street, though. Like, you I was know? there one night and left, yeah. but the rest of the times, I was around the town just doing yeah. my thing. But it's like, it's got, they got to be doing something right to stick around that long. And it's usually like, well, that was a very good meal. Mm-hmm. New Orleans was a very good host, I have to say that. And I ran into a lot of uh, ran into a lot of legends while I was there, wrestling legends mm-hmm. I got to talk to. Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, who we had talked about. I before. saw that picture. That's great. It's it's great. So he's, he's really inspirational. For those of you who don't know, Bobby Heenan, absolutely one of my favorite commentators of all time. Might be my favorite commentator of all time. Really funny. And Gorilla Monsoon. Just so great. He and Gorilla, the two best they're both just awesome um but he's uh bobby's been going through cancer mm-hmm. really rough stuff uh you know and he's he's pushing through and he's still showing up for events and i think that's really brave and inspiring and i was i was moved just to even see that picture we like, were talking great. about uh that picture that she got my friend tracy got we were talking about this moment where uh when i first met bobby i was wearing like a wallet chain it was like Maybe about 10 years ago when I first met him, I was wearing a wallet chain. He comes up to me. He's like, John, you look like a, a guy who could take care of himself. And he's like, why are you wearing the wallet chain? Ah, you probably think it's fucking cool, don't you? And I was like, yeah, of course. Why not? He's like, I'm going to tell you something. I was on the road when I was on the road with Andre the Giant. Andre would wear this big ass biker chain. We're talking like full chain. So right. he goes up to Andre the Giant. He's like, hey, Andre, who the fuck is going to steal your wallet? And I'm like, all right, I don't think I need this anymore. I got it. <laughs> but like, and that's that picture. I went up to him. I was like, you know, when I first met you, and he was like, you're on the wall chain. I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> so he remembered that moment. And I just, you know, getting to talk to Bobby about Andre. And then that whole Andre thing gets into your head. You're like, yeah, who the fuck would steal Andre's wallet? That's hilarious. <laughs> right? That's great. And, nice. and you know, there you go. True to his name, Bobby the Brain, remembering a little moment like that. That's great. And that was the thing. He's just I'm watching old wrestling a lot right now and just getting into it. 
The current commentators, they got to get rid of Cole, in my opinion. They got to get rid of him. That's why they're bringing up a, a lot of different MC. people. Get him. Gone, gone, you know, gone. JBL and JBL is garbage, too. I don't believe that. I despise I just, that guy. It, you know what? It's because Vince <laughs> and is... And so's, so's, so's Lawler. Let's get past all the wrestling right, thing, go ahead. but it's good to yeah, see you right. guys. It's <laughs> good to be here. <laughs> back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, the, the, we'll, we'll table this discussion for another day, but just let it be known. Yeah. Y'all some garbage commentators <laughs> out there. <laughs> When you sound wow. like shit Thanks, next Paul. to... We when, just lost three listeners. Right. When, <laughs> when you sound like shit next to old school Vince calls, you need to do some work. And you probably did lose three <laughs> listeners. I'm back. Well, no, no. The three commentators is yeah, what the I was referring to. They clearly uh, listen yeah. to the show. Michael, Michael, Cole, Michael Cole crying in his million dollars of, of, of money. I can't believe that that little show that doesn't make any money doesn't like me. We have thousands of shares of the most valuable company. I got to go pee. All right. That's exciting. Okay. Well, the Minecraft server is up and running again. We had a hell of a weekend. Yes. Yeah, apparently apparently there is one bug in the uh, in the mod set that we were using. Which bug should we stay away from? Um, if you are joining the server, and feel free, uh, there's still room for you if you want to add, but it's uh, people on there seem to be really enjoying themselves. Good. Uh, there is a mod that is adds a whole bunch of furniture to the game. Mr. Crayfish is the name of the mod. Mr. Crayfish. A, Mr. Crayfish's furniture mod. Okay. Uh, there is an oven that you can build as part of his kitchen set that if you cook something other than vanilla Minecraft, original Minecraft food items, uh-huh. uh, will not only crash the server, because usually a server will just restart and you start again, yeah. it reattempts to cook the item when it comes back and creates this horrible feedback loop of destruction uh, on the server. Okay. So we ended up having to take that mod out and reapply it. So uh, uh, sorry, Duncan, I know you built a lot of this stuff from Mr. Crayfish and had to re rebuild some of that stuff so you can now use the oven and it's safe no in fact uh, that is the one item we ask you not to build on the server uh because goddamn stay, stay away so, from mr yeah. crayfish's oven the yeah. oven is only not safe when it cooks food items or yeah. is it just not it, safe at all no no it's 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 unsafe if you cook non-original minecraft items okay. like like the original you know the the beef and the pork that you get from the pigs and the cows but and the chicken and all the that mr stuff. crayfish bonus mod right. there's a few other so, mods so the potential for chaos is too high and that's why yes. no more oven just yeah, better exactly. safe okay. than sorry there are a lot of mods that have been added that add more food to it you know ah, I, okay uh, so no mr crayfish oven yeah. in the minecraft right. world and trust me you, you don't need it there are like four or five different mods that offer things to cook with that work just fine so but uh but no once that thing Mr. was all done it's up and running fine it's joyful it was mind blasting for those few days i bet well just figure out what was causing the problem yeah because we thought it was on a server the level the server's and... like it's not us something's in the game yeah, and okay. so yeah, yeah that a whole joy yeah uh, but on the upside on the server, uh, Barry uh, used the Galacticraft mod, found his character up on the moon, oh. immediately died, and couldn't leave. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Ah. <laughs> so he was stuck up on the moon. He had to use his administrator privileges to build himself a portal to get back from the moon to Earth. He was dead as soon as he got to the moon because there's no air? air. Is that uh, what happened? That he didn't build a ship to bring himself back. So he just died? So oh, he, he eventually, he eventually died. ran out of air and died. And when he re- rebirthed himself, he was back on the moon. So, uh, yeah. So if you go into space, be prepared to... Oh, he was to... in space already. Yeah. Uh, the Galacticraft mod is one of the deepest mods in the mod pack. The people that de- designed that thing really got their NASA down. You have to build 
the electronic propulsion systems. You have to build the rockets themselves. Once you get there, you have to create the air and the airless system. And if you mess this up, you're fucked. So <laughs> keep that in mind for those who there want to go. explore outer so, space. So oh. Galacticraft is there for you if you want to play it. However, uh, watch every single goddamn tutorial video and wikis you can before you attempt spaceflight. Are there cosmic rays in Galacticraft? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not the cosmic rays. <laughs> I must say, gentlemen, I have missed you guys. Deborah. <laughs> Did you Deborah. hear our cosmic Rayman episode? I have. Why? I've actually I, I'm hoping to have. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to have a uh, a new Paul song debut today. Oh, it's possible. Well, you know, I'm halfway through a sweet tea. So. It's halfway <laughs> through a sweet <laughs> tea. So. It's not so much if it's going to happen, just when. Yeah. When? Well, I've already I've already dropped two podcasts today, and I did a song on one of those. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. the gears are there. They're, they're yeah, warm. It's pretty. Well, the wheels are turning. It's a fucked what, up song too. What isn't warm on yeah, Paul? So. You do a fucked up song. <laughs> yeah, fucked no. up song so those out there playing the Minecraft server, good job. You guys are building some awesome stuff. I really love flying around, finding your stuff. I hope to make a video of what you guys have been building. That's great to hear. You, you deserve recognition. So Awesome. So I'll see you on the server, everybody. Yeah, one of these days I'll maybe finally and, do that. And we don't have a lot of time, but if there's something else geeky you want to throw in there, guys, go ahead before we start the news. Uh, South Park Stick of Truth. If anybody has not played it yet, please do so. It is brilliantly written. It's fantastic. Um, it's fun to play, even if I'm not a huge RPG video game fan in general. I've never seen um, you play one. Exactly. Uh, it's it's a lot of times it's just the the constant waiting for the turns. I just I, it's just not my thing typically. But this one is fun. Um, even when you're in a battle, there's stuff going on. Even when you're waiting for your turn, you know, the characters are equipping things from either the show or original lines that were written just for the game. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, I actually beat it already. I got to go back and finish a couple of side quests. Mm. But uh, as you remarked, it's it's almost like playing a second movie of South Park. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. it's 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 almost like a sequel nice. to the South Park Bigger Longer Uncut. Um, I, yesterday, I spent a couple hours playing Deadlight. Which is the new free game for gold yes. members? It's fun. It's uh, one of those you know two dimensional world back and forth across the screen, whatever that you know. And mm -hmm. it's a zombie game where you're just trying to get get through the zombie world. But it's you know, it's simple. Press the button, grab the box, jump up to this thing, jump to that thing. Now and then you kill a guy. Nice. It's fun though. It's it's a good one. I I'll, I'll go back to it probably tonight or tomorrow before I, um, I have to get back to work. Uh, but yeah, it's if uh, you're a gold member on Xbox, I would say that's definitely if you're looking for just like a pretty easy play, fun game. That's probably one you might want to yeah, check out. If it's one for this month, I don't think it's available as of like two days from now. Uh, probably yeah. Yeah, so yeah, get I it quick about that. Yeah, uh, but Deadlight, yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? No, I think we talked about most of my nerdy stuff. I mean, I, in between that, I went to concerts and all that stuff. So I've been rather busy and. Yeah, it's good All to be right. back to the swing of things. All right, in that case, before we get to the good news, let's get our hate on. News you don't give a shit about. It's a strong word. It's, it's true. Although, in this <laughs> news first we one, it might, might be proper. No shits are given. Uh, here's your shits. A deadline reported on the 50th anniversary of the It's a Small World ride that Disney has hired John Turtletaub okay. uh, to direct an It's a Small World feature film. Uh, Jared Stern pitched the movie, will likely write the script. Uh, Stern, Turtle Tab, and the Lego movie Dan Lin will produce what Deadline says is envisioned as a potential franchise for the <laughs> studio. 
Uh, Turtle Taub has directed Cool Runnings and the National Treasure franchise. And uh, Jared it's Stern wrote hands. the screenplay for good Mr. Hands. Popper's Penguins and the internship. Reportedly, he's working on the Lego Movie 2. Right? Uh, I just saw the I'll internship take, take the it. other day, by the way. It it's actually a very good movie. I was movie. not so hot about it. Uh, the Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Google, Google, Google movie? They, they, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it, actually cute. It's, yeah. good. it's the Google advertisement. Yeah. I, was, I was not so hot about it going in, but it happened to be on HBO one day. And I'm like, you know what? It's on right now. I don't really have to be anywhere anytime soon. I'll give it a shot. And I watched all the way through, and I'm like, you know what? This is a cute little film. It's fun. It's you know, it's got its ups and and downs as far as like emotionally, and but but it's very well written. And of course, Owen Wilson and uh, uh, Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, just kill it. I mean, and you know, here's the thing: like, I've the two never guys are just great. Vince Vaughn movie. Well. Let's take that back. The There's Psycho very few. There's yeah. very few movies. That's the only one I can say that I've never liked of Vince Vaughn. Every other movie, I love it. Yeah. It's going great. Well, he's he's a he's a really good actor, and I tire of him personally, his... but that's just me. <laughs> well, you know, I just couldn't get past the absolute corporate nature of the advertisements for that yeah. film. That just they just felt like commercials every no, single well, time. Like well, Google, no, it's good because no, it's good because Google's struggling and they need they need the extra. <laughs> well, I mean, it did. Yeah, and that was another Google reason. Google Plus was a huge failure, and they're going to shut it down. So that's another reason Apparently, I held out on it that. because it seemed like it was so overly Google infused. But it's you know it makes more sense when you watch the movie. Oh you no, know? yeah, it, it it seems less like of an advertisement when you get into the film it and more is. like a guy struggling for a job. Hey, so, back to the the Google. turtle top thing there about him directing It's a Small World. Mm-hmm. When, he, Paul said that we'd be in good hands. Now, granted, I'm not no, I'm not d- going to defend National Treasure by any stretch of the imagination. I like National Treasure, but I will defuck, I will defend <laughs> Cool Runnings. I, you know what? The, you know the only thing that's defensible about Cool Runnings is Dougie Doug, because he's the only one that made Cool Runnings what it is. Well, John, John Candy. Candy. Yeah. The movie was great. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It, it, it's I mean, it's it's actually not like it's an actually, all-time classic. No, but you know it is kind of classic. It's it's, it's not as great as Major League. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it great filmmaking, and no. I wouldn't call it amazing director or you know. But it's not by that. No, yeah, it's fine. So, you know, but it's a better movie than National Treasure for sure. Oh come on! What was wrong with National Treasure? <laughs> Whoa! Well, seriously, it was fun. It was a fun movie. <laughs> We've had this discussion before. We have. <laughs> I actually do own National Treasure, but I'll give it. He owns all the Fast and Furious. Are you I, do. I own National I do. Treasure, but it's swinging between my legs, bong. <laughs> Speaking Hey-o. of that, did you ever finish those? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my nuts know. and my penis. God damn you. I've had, treasure, you've had it for like two months. Two months. There, there are a hidden thing that you have to know secret codes and go through. The, you, there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a portrait of Lincoln on my left testicle that if you look at it just right, reveals all. I will not be looking at that. You will be missing out. <laughs> Thank the, God. The secrets of my national treasure. Thank God. My national treasure pants. Now, this story is not done. What? Uh, oh. Deadline is also exclusively reporting that Peeps are the latest inspiration <laughs> oh, for yeah, a possible about this. Uh, Lego movie-esque feature. Adam Rifkin of Detroit Rock, Detroit Rock City and Underdog was inspired by the Washington Post's Peep Diorama Contest to make a movie about the just-born candy company's beloved marshmallows. Uh, Deadline says the movie will be set the night before a Peep Diorama Contest when a wayward Peep gets displaced from his display and must find his way So home. here's the, oh, the bad thing about the Lego movie being good. Because now everybody's going to think they can do this 
they could take yeah, everybody any thinks inanimate hey, hey, toys are awesome. You know what, though? Any inanimate object to make it a movie This idiot right here is not complaining too hard because the fast track is on for all toy properties. And this means, yes, motherfuckers, that He-Man live-action movie is a coming no, your No, because way. that's different. That's an animated cartoon. We're talking like, oh, toys, Coke dude. cans. We can make toys. a movie out of Coke cans. He-Man is This first is where we're going. Peeps He-Man. are not toys. Peeps are just food. Food, oh, but they're let's playable make a movie toys. About, you know, let's make a movie they're about toys spatulas. They're toys with a with a play a play play food, you know what do they call it? The how can you play with peeps? I think (laughs) you ever put those motherfuckers in a microwave? I think our our movie idea of the have you no you've never put a peep in a no but I saw a recipe the other day for cinnamon fried peeps. I think what I'm saying like there's a lot to go there's a lot to do. I think our idea for the uh, the bathroom that gets remodeled is going to have a better (laughs) chance of being made. Could very well happen. That's where the we're brave headed. Little sink. The you brave should see there's sink. some videos on YouTube of them putting uh, peeps in a, a vacuum chamber and they blow up to like g- ginormous p- size. Uh, they're like they're like a couple of feet big by the wow. time. And it's they're just not ridiculous. Even that good. It's just like no, I don't like peeps. They're gross. Wow. Is this attack Jeff's likes thing day? I mean, well, I, got I didn't know you liked peeps. peeps. I got a whole that, bag of you peeps took over that there. Personal. I did. I didn't know you liked peeps. How am I supposed we to had know? Yeah, we I got a whole bag of them over there. We had a couple peeps last week, and Jeff yeah. and I Leave it to me. I come them. back for one day, and Jeff gets offended. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Paul offends Jeff pretty much every Well, day. I don't like peeps either. What's next? Paul going to bag on Stargate again that he's still never seen? I don't have to bag on Stargate. I've never seen Stargate. self-bagging show. doesn't mean I don't like it. That thing fucking comes delivered in a bag. Paul's, <laughs> he tells me how much he hates the show. He's never watched an episode. Paul's an American. He doesn't have to see something to hate it. See, right? Seen you you want to hear enough. something interesting it's about quote, what you just said, comedian. that look you gave me with peeps? <laughs> in the middle of the... F- this is the first episode I've been back on in about a month and a half. <laughs> right. You walked away five minutes in when Paul and I started talking about wrestling because you said you were going to fall asleep. So fuck your emotions about peeps right now. <laughs> News you don't give Good a to shit see you, about. Nice to be back. The nice original Friday the 13th film was directed by Sean S. Cunningham. He has signed on to executive Brother produce. Of Richie Cunningham. Yes. He's Little the known. one that we never see after the first episode of yeah, Happy yeah, Days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. He was busy now, writing. What was, the, what was his brother's name? It was uh, Char- Chuck, wasn't it? Chuck, something like that. He goes yeah. upstairs and he's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, like literally. Literally. Yeah. Like he's in the first episode, the pilot, and he, and he says like, Four things. Yeah, goes upstairs and he's never gone seen again. Forever. It's awesome. like, I'm gonna have to go watch like this. Like he lives oh, yeah. in the attic. It's like the yeah. Bart Simpson that lives in the attic. Yeah, you, 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 you know. <laughs> or, does anybody or, I know have these if, episodes? If the Fonz, if the Fonz opens the right <laughs> chest up there, he's gonna find a skeleton. They just have. Well, I guess Fonz technically lives over the garage. So <laughs> is Happy Days on Netflix. You didn't know this? I don't believe it is. Oh, no, Happy Days uh, not on Netflix. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. The, he's. It was just a character they had in the pilot. And then once this show actually became a show, they realized yeah, we, don't we don't need, need we don't need the older brother. <laughs> we got we got the Fonz who works as an older brother. Hey, you I'm know? a cooler older brother because well, I can do drugs and shit. Wait, was, no, I don't. I'm the Fonz. Yeah, so hey, it's one of those like too cool for drugs. I'm man. too cool for drugs. How many father figures does this character need? <laughs> right, dad, <laughs> apparently the Fonz, and an older brother. It was like well, he's already. got dad, the Fonz, Al. Al. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. The Ralph Mouth is technically is his father figure uh, by way, of, by way of sexual proxy. Everybody except Richie Cunningham's a father figure, okay? Proxy. Yeah. In what way is he a sexual proxy to being a father They figure? don't call him Ralph Mouth for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he orally pleases everyone who comes into that diner. You know, interesting. I just I just found this out the other day. Uh, the, uh, the Fonzie's uh, trademark leather jacket 
That came in like second or third well, season. Well, yeah. they try they got it into the first season, but the caveat was it could only be on the character when he was on his motorcycle yeah. because they thought it was a little too edgy for the time. Otherwise, so, he wore like a so he like, like a, a gangster. Well, so so and, and um, other times he wore like a blue like. Not denim, but but like a fabric, almost yeah. like a, he, like uh, a, like uh, a uh, Marshall, the, yeah, the mechanics, yeah, mechanics yeah, yeah, sort of. The, the creator producer, uh, Marshall, uh, Gary Marshall, Gary Marshall, Gary Marshall, thank you. Um, tried to put the motorcycle in as many scenes yeah. in the show as he could to get the audience used to having Fonzie wear the leather jacket. And then, so when he wasn't wearing the leather jacket, the letters weird. would come in, and the yeah. uh, studio would go. The, the studio, <laughs> the studio would turn around and say, "Why isn't Fonzie wearing that's his leather the jacket first in every season, scene?" Uh, that's what Fonzie, about it. No, little known fact, but that's why in the first season, Fonzie always had his motorcycle in the bathroom when he was combing his hair. Yeah, yeah, just so he could wear his. Hold on. Jacket. So when was this show made? Think about this. He did drive 70s. that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. He did drive that motherfucker. What other shows came out? Yeah, he did. A lot of shows came out. There was always a reason for him to drive that fucker into the restaurant. Now that I think yeah. about it, that's for ridiculous. no reason. Well, not for no reason. Yeah. There'd always be a reason, but it'd be like. Hey, it's, we're having a motorcycle show off yeah, in the or, restaurant. Or to scare some you know, tough, yeah, exactly. tough hey, off. Who you, who you, I heard you mouthing off to people, mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry, Fonz. Uh, you didn't yeah. have to bring the motorcycle in here. Jesus. <laughs> you picking on my buddy, <laughs> I Richie? I think I did, fucko. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Little known fact: There was a lot of swearing in what happened. The first it's season, a, it's one of the, the most first season, one of the most profane <laughs> television shows ever. It's the first season. It was like, "Hey, cunt hair, what are you doing?" You know, and be like, "Fonzie, what are you talking about?" Yeah, it was really bad. It was. Fonzie, you have a question? No, yeah, it came out in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. yes. We were talking. Wait, no, 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 no. Late seventies, early eighties, if anything. Well, it, it might have been mid seventies. It was on for a while. It was mid seventies and ran into. I don't know. I think it was closer to early eighties. That show ran at oh least Lord. ten years. That show ran at I least two of ten years. He's, he's got it. It jumped the shark. I, That's li- how long it's, it's it they ran. jumped the shark. It created but that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally jumped a shark. I on bet the it, show. I bet it ran ten years. Nineteen seventy four. There you go. Oh wow! Yep. Yeah, what? Yeah. That was yeah. first year. Yeah, 1974. Fuck, that was 1974 to 1984. Good there job, guys. Oh, yeah. Two hundred fifty-five episodes. Holy shit! That show ran forever. Um, but th- that's the thing. 1974. That jacket yeah. was too edgy in 1974. Yeah. They or, did. It, yeah. the, the, the studio and the networks felt like it. that it would encourage delinquency. Well, we just come out of the youth. 60s, and there was some real shit yeah. happening in this country. Yeah. And we had just gotten done with... I'm sorry, but All in the Family came out in 1971. That wasn't more edgy than the Jack was. It wasn't, was, but, it wasn't you know. because because the main character in that show was so against right, that's how they everything sold it. that was. That's you how know they what got mean? away with it. And so you had the bigoted old man that couldn't accept the new things. So you always yeah, Archie had Archie Bunker voice. was an asshole at that time. I'm you, definitely understanding. You always had the other... You always had that the older voice fighting it and yeah just no, the jacket being edgy to me in 1974 i, I know, didn't really i, I didn't know. live in the 70s so i'm not I, like hey you know like tv executives aren't idiots about decisions they make but that's what they did <laughs> clearly <laughs> truly well, yeah, clearly it wasn't it, it, necessary because the next year he was walking around with it on all the time you know so right fair all right back to your little I'm story over. yeah the original friday the 13th there was, was directed was by sean s cunningham Oh yes, <laughs> right, Sean Cunningham. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> he has signed on to executive produce an hour Wait, long. Cunningham, there was a show. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Bosley, he oh, was David the Gnome. That Remember that, David uh, the Gnome? You guys ever watch David the Gnome? It's a fucking great show. David so the Gnome. Good to be back. He had a ki- he had a kid. 
remembers. He remembers. It's all coming back. Look at his face. It's all coming back. I love that that fucker's name was David. David the Gnome. You got to be David the Gnome. Everybody else got cool names. He's riding around on a little Robin Bird and shit. And it's like, hey, what's look at the Gnome. Oh, that's just Dave. That's just Dave. David the Gnome. Oh, you've taken the wind out of my sails. Oh, he was smart-ish. Wow, what a what a snooze fest cartoon that was. That's like, hey, you want your baby to go to sleep? Oh, yeah, I can barely remember it. Yeah, it's like fucking morphine. It's like ocular morphine. (laughs) He's like, he's like, well, hello, wife. I'm home. I'm David the Gnome. I'm coming to my gnome home. They were trying to do another one of those. Like they were trying to do a Winnie the Pooh, like a gentler kids show. Man, it goes it gentle. beyond gentle. It but, is yeah, like, but they it went like too far with it. Sub- yeah, yeah. Subdued to the point of just. <laughs> I think it's Swiss in origin. Okay, I'm sure it's been dubbed over. I don't think it was originally a a cartoon produced. I think for you're the right. States. It certainly has that look. That it's, it's definitely not like states made for European consumption. It has some of those sensibilities. Yeah. That doesn't mean you the know. Europeans didn't find it boring. I don't think <laughs> right, but but at the same time, it's just like I mean, it was the most exciting it got would be like David. There's a couple of extra sticks in your yard. Well, see, there's the thing too. Oh. The stakes just weren't high enough. It oh, was there's like, some yeah. sticks. Yeah. I better pick up some of this. This this lawn is a real mess. Because you can be, you know, Winnie Whoa. the Pooh is gentle, but Pace he's yourself. caught in a tree. Yeah. You know, he got himself. And that stuck. dude doesn't wear any fucking pants. And there was a storm. Well, there's you know, some shit yeah. happens with Winnie the Pooh. Man. Yeah, yeah. Stuff goes he down. He's seeing heffalumps. Yeah, the heffalumps come in. Yeah, no, shit man, goes down with Winnie. Yeah, no. He's got to be on some drugs. Saying, but it's still gentle. David Gnome is the most boring goddamn thing. I don't think I've ever seen. But I can't say I've ever seen David. Well, if you have you ever slept? <laughs> um, it's been a while. It's been a while. All right. Well, when you well, close like your eyes, sleep. when it's you been close your eyes and, tr- and just translate into absolute nothingness, that's pretty much what you get with David the Gnome. Hey, so Torgo, you said something about Sean Cunningham. The original Friday the Thirteenth was directed by Sean S. Cunningham. <laughs> so back to that gnome thing. Just push through. Just push through. <laughs> the assigned on to executive produce an hour-long series based on the Friday the 13th Little Opie films. Cunningham. Do you guys remember that joke? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great Eddie Murphy riff. Little Opie Cunningham. Uh, yeah. Little Richie. Little Richie. Uh, what was it? Little Richie Taylor. And Little Opie Cunningham. <laughs> I would love to discuss he, Richie Cunningham. He combined, all day with the, you, but. combined and and uh, you know because yeah, Opie. The Opie new Cunningham. TV show Ron has Howard's nothing to do. What's his name? With the last Friday Chuck. the 13th TV show. Not TV show. <laughs> What's Ron Howard's brother's name? Oh, his real brother? Cliff, right? Uh, <laughs> he's in every... Clint, Clint, Clint. He's Clint in every Ron Howard, Howard movie. Happy days, yeah. everybody. He's the ice cream man. Yeah, Fucking he's, scary as fuck. He's, he's Baylock a, from the original Star Trek. <laughs> 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 he is. There it is. There it is. That's the laugh. That's the laugh. Right. Uh, he's the also kid, like... Or you might know him as the kid who drinks Tranya. He's in like 80% of Ron Howard's movies. The baby who drinks Tranya. Yeah, now he's in all those those great films. Like Apollo 13, he's one of the guys, you know, the... Did he have some... Did he have some parts in uh, the Happy Days? I wonder. Uh, Well, Richie really wasn't running things at. No, not yet. But I mean, still, (laughs) Ron wasn't really in charge. Was he the original Chachi? Uh, No. (laughs) What's this dude's name? No, no. Just look up. Just look up. First Chachi. (laughs) He did. He did. uh, He did replacement Joni was Chachi. Clint Howard? Look up. Look up. Yeah. No, well, I'm pretty sure he was. Clint Howard. He's been in like everything. <laughs> look up. Look up. He's a short, balding yeah. guy. That was the original Chachi. Oh, look yeah. up. Look up. Chachi Prime. Chachi Prime. That was that was Clint Howard. Little known Transformer called Chachi Prime. Chachi Prime. Yeah. Hey, Jody. Hey, Jody. Can you, can you see my tongue through my teeth enough? 
<laughs> Jeez, this guy. I mean, it's Clint Howard. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. but he's just had quite a career. Stuff like, oh, he's in a ton holy of movies. Shit, two hundred twenty-nine things. Like, I know. He's no joke. No, dude. yeah, no he, joke. but he's always like tiny little character or yeah, you know supporting supporting role. But he's had a good career. I'd gladly have his career, except man. when he's the ice cream man. Yeah, that and was his shining star. moment. Ice cream man from what? Ice cream, man. ice cream man. I haven't. I don't know ice cream. That was obviously a murderer. He was. Well, of course, he, he was. drives a truck and murders people. He's obviously become friends Slasher, with Rob Zombie because he's in Halloween. You're really? right. Yeah. You're right. And Lords of Salem. Recently. I actually saw that shit in the movie I, theater. I have heard, <laughs> heard he is an awesome motherfucker. I, I've yeah, heard that's the same thing. Yeah, and I'm sure he is. And he was in. He was in Austin Powers. He was. That's right. Yeah. So good in that. Ice cream man came around the same time as Doctor Giggles. He was in Doctor Seuss, the Cat in the Hat. What With Mike Myers, Kate oh. the Cater. Well, see there. And he go. was There's also Mike Myers in, connection. He was also in the the Grinch stole Christmas with yep. Jim Carrey as well. There you go. Well, that's a Ron Howard. Storied film. career. Oh, it is. You're right. Grinch stole Christmas is a Ron You're Howard right. film. There you so go. Story Scrooge. career. Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. He was in Goldmember, right? Bill yep. Basso and Jordu Schnell have also been tapped to write the script, which Who's was the director? Jason <laughs> in the whole new light. <laughs> I will get back to your question in a moment. The serial killer will be reimagined in multiple time periods. What? Slicing For a his single w- film? Slice. No, this is a TV show. This series. is the TV show. The so, hour-long so serialized TV this show. This is what's hour fucked long. up. Here's what's yeah. fucked up. So these guys sit around, and they tune into Sleepy Hollow, and they go, Hey, Jason could do that. That yeah. exact show. It's a totally original idea. He worked good in space. Let's try him in now, 1842. Sleepy Hollow is doing that. They're doing a murderer, a serial killer through time. Damn. Oh, balls. Other than that, not unless much they known do about it the show's in, premise. Unless they do it in ancient feudal Japan. Well, then they've got me. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing it as kind of an anthology thing with, you know, Every different episode. settings, different people. Quantum Leaping Jason? Be, yeah, Quantum yeah. Leaping Jason. <laughs> that I like. Because then he's got a buddy that's always trying to tell him where he, he is and what like, he's got to do. Oh, boy. And you can't jump until you kill the right guy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Holy shit. Clint Howard was in Sledgehammer. I haven't thought of that show in a minute. Oh, yeah. What a great fucking show that was. Way ahead of its time. Way. <laughs> kind of a little bit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Weekend Geek. Weekend People geek. were not ready for that. <laughs> little Richard Cunningham. Sean little S. Cunningham. <laughs> little Clint Cunningham. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lucasfilm and director J.J. Abrams have confirmed yeah. the cast of the latest Star Wars film, Episode 7. Uh, will be a blend of new and established characters. As expected, Mark Hamill, yeah. Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford will reprise their roles as Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo, respectively. They'll be joined by several newcomers, such as John Boyega, who was on Attack of the Block, uh, Daisy Rydell from Scrawl, uh, Adam Driver, Os- uh, Oscar Isaac from Inside Llewellyn Davis, Andy Serkis, and every new franchise and uh Donald Gleason who is Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows picture and uh Max von Sydow who was Ming in Flash Gordon was also Hell in yeah. Dune <laughs> and and what are we what are we passing around uh, uh Clint, sorry, Clint was Howard was Clint in Howard. Happy Days Clint Howard well. was on okay. Happy Days sorry. Just, <laughs> we were still in Clint Howard <laughs> Max von Sydow is sort of the biggest. Yeah, yes, he's, he's the best. Surprise. Yeah, that kind of because that just came out like the day before they. So is he going to be like, yeah, Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, Palpatine? There's, I mean, yeah, it's almost guaranteed. He's Palpa be Daddy, sit, something, Palpa Daddy, <laughs> Palpa Son. <laughs> Max von Sydow has uh, been like in everything. Too. I'm a little bit Jedi. You know what would be I'm awesome? A little bit Sith and roll. It would be oh, awesome no. if Max were not uh, the villain. If he were like. The hero. I would if like him to be like, like the like, good Jedi. I'd like to be I mean? like a J- Jedi intern. 
Then again, he was <laughs> well, he was in Judge Dredd too. So yeah, no, yeah. But if you were a like great, a great, you know, Jedi that was, te- you know, whatever. But you know, yeah, because yeah, you've never yeah, seen him play like a uh, a kind of face kind of role. Like he's always the villain. Yeah, yeah. But he'll be the villain. he'll be. A villain. He was also in Minority <laughs> Report. That's right. He was in that too. Well, now I that guess awesome. my hope is that they're building towards a new. They're gonna try and with episode seven, eight, nine get back to where the Jedi were in episode one, mm. a new golden age where episode one, episode one. Okay. So trying to get back to when they're going to get, try to get back to the peaceful in the Jedi the golden could, time where the, where the Jedi things. went, went around helping people and yeah. before the empire destroyed yep. everything. Yeah. 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 Yep. Taking care they of sat shit. around and talked about things. Didn't so, yeah. so basically the, you want to see the scrubbing of the Shire. Ah. <laughs> I'll watch anything. <laughs> Would have, no, you know what? I don't yeah. know. Oh, careful. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. So I was gonna hurt. call you out on the. I'll watch anything. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get so hurt. Things you thing. won't watch. Oh no! But I'm just gonna get so hurt on this thing. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just buckling down. I'm gonna it's, gonna grip my teeth. I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be hard for you to like enjoy it yeah. at all. I think yeah. it'll be hard. Probably. For you. I'm not going in with any expectations. But I don't it's care. J.J. It's Abrams. Safe. It's casting. Yeah. I mean, writing it. Those two guys. You can't go I mean, wrong with that. You hope those guys are the that last Star Trek though. Ball sacrific. What? Yeah, see, I didn't think the, it was as terrible as you thought it it's was. It's not it, either. It's, it's I like the principle it. of it. I well, like it better thing, than the first one. No. But uh, Orsi and his his other, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they don't. Orsi and Kurtzman aren't in it. They're not attached to this project. Oh. Well, and, and they're not trying to do the oh. same thing. It's not a parallel universe. It's a continuation of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, so they're not. They're not worried about any of those nods. I I can't. And the I better can't thing about, about it, it is that George Lucas is not doing anything yeah. about it. Well, that's and yeah. on the other side, I believe Kurtzman is still attached, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's good news. Yeah, I can't think too much about it. I'm just gonna let it happen. Let it wash over me. That's the, the thing, just go and watch the movie. They'll be and fun. Just, if nothing else, happen, they'll be fun. Because I gotta say, even if you didn't like the second Star Trek, it's still a fun movie. It was an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. I there, liked were, it. there were fun moments. Did you go into it knowing that like they were going to show Khan? Yeah, I didn't know it was a con. It was Me a, either. I didn't. I didn't know, know it was like a, con, a parallel con. version of the second, the, the know, infamous Con Con. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, it was the Con. It was almost so. It was almost distracting ba, though. Ba, 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 yeah. ba, ba, the whole Con thing leading up. Who is Cumberbatch playing? It was unnecessary. It was. It was clumsy, and just the way they treated women in that whole. Thing. That and was pretty poor. Women and Klingons got the short shrift. The, in that entire I, I'll hear you. I can't argue that necessarily. And that that alone, the fact that alien species and females got such short shrift, just cuts me to the heart of what Star Trek is truly about: the advancement of social causes and treating each other equality, on, yes. equality on a human scale. And, and I think that, that he just really missed the boat on that. Yeah, he really Star Wars fight it. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, he tried to he tried to throw in a bunch of mythological type stuff, which Star Wars is myth, and Star Trek is social commentary. And he's got he got his he got his fucking peanut butter and his chocolate. He got a little Hollywood. Yeah, he, he also got a little Hollywood. <laughs> Boy, with it, you know. Yeah. So and that's and where I think that's all, I think that's where some of the the female. Je- uh, objectification yeah. came from was Hollywood. Sure. You know? Oh, we got to have the, gr- the you got those beautiful women. We got to see them in their underwear for no uh, reason. So you know, like dumb. really? Why the hell did we need that in so Star Trek? Dumb. Yeah. So and I let's have Uhura crying all over the place. Yeah. No, I get that. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, after confirming Zack Snyder has been retained to direct a future Justice League flick, <laughs> uh, the Wall Street Journal take that DC <laughs> right in your fucking mouth. <laughs> 
Now you're done. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal confirms. <laughs> Done. That the studio has a boatload of projects in the pipeline. <laughs> Nine. They're going to get clogged in that pipeline and they're never coming out because this Justice League thing is going to float like a turd. It's going to lead balloon bullshit. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody cares. Who does everybody like? Batman. Does anybody like the Flash? No. Does like anybody like Glee Lantern? No. Like oh, are you shitting me? I'm telling you, they're de- it won't work there's more of a contingent of green lantern nerds in this world than most superheroes i'm saying on a live action set you will not like i'm saying as a non-comic fan the green lantern eh. the flash has yet to be done well that's what i mean all of these properties have never had a proper if they continue the way they're going they will do it okay batman was a blast both i'd say both batman versions we've had were fun yeah i love the but that's the only character they got right out of the whole this is gonna DC be a canon. totally different batman now oh no yeah, yeah i get that well it's true superman and batman and superman you gotta love superman no i don't i know you don't but <laughs> man of steel can suck my dick but the original superman movie the christopher reeve original superman sure. movie is a highly entertaining the first and the really second one are movie. both good those are both really good I kind of like the Richard Pryor movie just because right, it's, Richard it's Pryor. funny. You gotta Man of like Steel Pryor. wasn't too bad. Yeah. Man of Steel wasn't too bad. Man of Steel was, yeah, it was a I little still weird. haven't seen it. Yeah, it was I, okay. I still liked it. Yeah, it was I, okay. I, I'm glad you stopped where you did because I didn't want this to be a third time that we go into the whole Superman quest for peace story because we've done it <laughs> twice on the show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. yeah, and the weird. The, the, the less the, talked about that film, the better. Yeah, yeah exactly. At this point. The uh, weird. remaking it. Uh, Nine. They're remaking it as a short after school special. Yeah. All about uh, proper eating habits. <laughs> it's called Superman the Quest for Peas. <laughs> Nine additional films based on the DC properties are in the world. Lots work. of iron in peas. See, I thought it was about drinking a lot of water. And so they Superman do. the Quest with the Quest for the Quest Nine for Peas. peas. <laughs> so they get Nine feature films. Damn. Nine is, uh, feature films Which is confirmation ducks. they'll be more Four than doubling down. Poles. On Snyder's Man of Steel universe, that list doesn't include Justice League. Did it make that much fucking money? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, well. Sandman film, and uh, ourselves, Fables could be two of those mystery projects. That's cool. Uh, as for the rest, it's unknown. Right. Fables, yeah, Man of Steel made a lot of movie. I get our money. I guarantee you that the Superman Batman movie that comes out 2016 it's going to print money. It's going to be a lot. I of money. yeah, I have a love hate with Zack Snyder, man. I like a lot of stuff he's done a lot and some of the stuff I'm just like, Get I like the stuff he stayed away from the script on. Uh-huh. There that makes a difference, huh? Yeah. That's where it is. What Sucker Punch, was, Sucker well, Punch was kind of like his story baby. What? I guess uh, is Sucker that the Punch case with the uh I the Walking Dead, or not Walking Dead, the uh, Dawn of the Dead, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's not really his script. Just I his don't believe that cute. is script. I think it's just there. Visual. You go. Yeah. That makes sense. As that's a great flick. It is the remake of write, Dawn of the Dead. He wrote yeah. three hundred though, right? He did. I, don't, I think he directed it. He directed it. He did. I don't think he wrote it. He well, of course, it, Frank Miller wrote it. Right. Right. Well, he his directing's not bad. You know like, what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know the stylization. I'm sure he's had input on all the scripts. It's what he he's called Watchmen. He had input on Watchmen for that ending, which was balls. But that movie just talked about that earlier. We were. But I think with the Man of Steel, the way it turned out, I, I kind of I'm not a big DC guy. I've always been a Marvel guy myself. Yep. But I believe wholeheartedly that if they continue the way they go with where Man of Steel's at and they continue that upward climb of where they need to go and they cast Justice League right and they do the right things, it could end up being Spike a, League. A, a, huh? Because <laughs> they've done what? Uh, there's 
Is there? There's two Man of Steel. No, there's only one. There's only one Man of Steel, yeah. but they're making Superman versus. Now Batman. I'll admit I'm a little biased Man of Steel because I I like Amy Adams. Yeah, she's great. I I've yet to see the movie. Henry so Cable really wasn't speak. a bad Superman. I mean, I, I just like her. I can't as really an actress, speak to it. You know, she's I can, actress. I can yeah. sit and watch her all day. I'll say this: she was the only redeemable thing about American Hustle. Yeah. What a steaming pile of shit that fucking movie was! was it? I can't believe that one anything. How it didn't. Abysmal, yeah, it did. It, it got nominated it, for a bunch. It got nominated, but didn't win it. Oh, didn't win good. It. No, the last couple of Paul Thomas Anderson movies have been. Is that PTA? Yeah, yeah. Shut up. No, I think it's you liar. Reasons. I think it's two different I, guys. Oh, I, I thought no, it was it's David O. Russell. No, who did it. David O. Russell did Silver Linings Playbook. Like, He's yeah. done. I'm no sorry. way. Yeah. I thought it was Paul. Thomas no, it's someone trying to ape him. Yeah. Definitely, I can well, see like the last one he did with Seymour Hoffman, uh, the Master was. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen it. David it's, O. Russell, he like, did Silver okay. Linings Playbook. He did the and Fighter. Did, okay, uh, the Fighter's Fighter good. was okay. Fighter was great. The, that American Hustle, garbage. No, that I hear American Hustle is a movie about a lot of actors really acting. Ooh boy, <laughs> they yes. Oh man, that's what that movie's about. Oh, Almost Christian oh. Bale was actually the only part of good of that movie to me. With who? Oh. Christian Bale. I liked his little Jew comb over. I he thought was it was great. okay. What, I don't know who decided to make what's his nuts a star. Bradley Cooper. Oh my a God! Girl. What the fuck? So how do you feel about him playing Rocket Raccoon? Then whatever. We'll see. He'll just be a voice. He's so doing a different. voice, but still, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not over the moon about. Well, it. you know how Bradley. <laughs> Co- I mean, Bradley Cooper's a good-looking young man, right? That's how he got to be a. Guess star. what? Guess what? Bradley Pooper, huh? <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know what? Yeah. The only role I've ever Win- liked winner. Brad in. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I'll be honest. The only Sadly role I like. Cooper. Oh. Sadly Cooper. <laughs> Zing. Zing. Got it. Sadly Cooper. The only role I liked Sadly Cooper in was uh, was the A-team. I thought he did okay. In he that. Yeah, he was actually yeah, good in that. Face. You're that, right. Uh, the A-team was actually quite good. That, quite entertaining. You know what? I liked that movie. Yeah, I did. I'm hoping I for that another one movie. soon. I thought it was great. It was fun. He can be charming because when he, in that kind of role. Because the 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 base, uh, what do you call it? The 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 origin stuff. What what do you, what do you fuck? What do you use? Origin of a team? No, what am I talking about? I don't what know. The, fuck? the source material. That's the word okay. I'm using. Woo. The source material is as campy and goofball as you can get anyway. Right. So you can't fuck that up. No. I mean. A team movie can be terrible, and you're still like, "Yeah, that's the A team." <laughs> that's true. And I thought, I thought Rampage, uh, not you know, a, Quentin Jackson, Rampage did a great lot job of great as BA. Stuff, man. Yeah. A lot of great, great stuff, man. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, continuing the DC news, Variety is reporting that theater actor Ray Fisher has signed on to play Vic Stone, aka Cyborg, in the upcoming Man of Steel sequel. Uh, this is in addition to Gal Gadot's role of Wonder Woman and Ben, Aff- ben Affleck's hire as the new Batman, meaning we essentially have almost the entire Justice League set to show up when this thing opens in 2016. And that so does that mean Ryan Reynolds is going to be reprising his role as the Green Lantern? There's been no talk on that that I'm aware of. But so you it's just not mentioned out of four the- people and you're telling me that's the whole Justice League? And Cyborg is new Justice Essentially, League. Essentially, we have almost the entire Justice League. No, you don't. You have four Justice Leagues. You've got a lady. I'm, I'm the base. You're just missing. You're missing two people of the like the core Justice League. The founding members were Superman, yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, the Flash and, and Green Lantern. Yeah. So you got those five. That's yeah. it. But who else? Was and it Martian so, Manhunter? Cyborg's really kind of come up in that. Was it Martian yeah. Manhunter? Well, yes, in Martian parts, Manhunter. Yeah. Who else was original in that? Well, was it just those five? The Justice League ended up being like 800 guys, yeah. didn't it? 
same thing with the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. everybody's in the Avengers. But there's a but core, there, there's a, everybody there's except Spider Man. There's always core. a core. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got if I'm thinking like the old animated stuff, mm-hmm. the couple, the the Bruce Tim verse. Yeah. yeah the that, then you TV got some stuff. different people. That's well, where Cyborg Aquaman, really came up. Aquaman has Aquaman to be in was it. Big in uh, Aquaman fucking better Aquaman not be. Wasn't a founding member. No. Because they but had part of Super Friends. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking more Super yeah. Friends. Yeah. yeah. That's what I base it on. Super Friends. <laughs> I do too. That's yeah. what I think. Uh, Aquaman was back a founding in the hall member. of Justice. Hawk Girl, Hawkman. Meanwhile, back in the hall of Justice. Apache Chief. Yeah. That chick. That's Samurai. Apache Chief. That's who they should add. <laughs> I can no longer. Philly cheesesteak. I burned myself. <laughs> and I can no longer grow large. Torgo, that chick that's playing Wonder Woman. Yeah. You'll see her in the Fast and the Furious when that's you get what, through that's those. That's what I heard. She's, she's, actually, she's a beautiful looking girl. I, I'm not saying she's like an Amazon, but shit. Does, hey, does a- she really need to be? F- after... Uh, after the Joker of Heath Ledger, I'm willing to give everybody a chance to prove themselves. Well, you can't say that because Ryan Reynolds played Green Lantern. Uh, well, he got a chance to prove himself. And, and he, he proved it. Balls. And I don't think he was as horrible as everyone Do said. you think he's going to come back? I still didn't Did see you that like it? Either. I didn't uh, see that fucking movie. I enjoyed it even though I realized it's horribleness. I still liked it. I think it was less him than the just poorly yes. written script. I thought he was fine as hell, but yes. The, Thank that you. You just issues. summed up everything I ever said about Daredevil. There you go. <laughs> I, I agree Which with is you why on that one. You have. I thought Affleck was was well, Affleck was played fine the role perfectly. It was not his fault. Bomb no. Phantom well, this uh, Ray Fisher is a relatively young actor, so it seems they'll be following the typical arc of introducing Cyborg as the late teen, young twenty-something, who is the son of Star Lab scientist who was injured during an experiment kept alive by cybernetic enhancements. Yeah. In the comic, he eventually becomes a key member of the Justice League. According to initial reports, Cyborg will not have a huge role in this film. Buzz is expected to have an expanded presence in the Justice League future spinoff. So basically, and the only villain they have marked down is Jesse Eisenberg as Luther, which yes. is it. He's the only like villain which I've ever I known. hope they do. I I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. Me too. Villain. So yeah. am I. I'm a little tired of the 18 villains. I'm getting nervous with the lots of villains. No, but I'm just and Jesse Eisenberg looks like he can play this role. I'm interested to see where they. Yeah, can I got this. no issue. Like with that this cast. new the new Spider-Man coming out. Every time I see another, there's commercial three. Floor, I'm just like, God, it just looks like too many. Just why can't we just have him fight one guy? Well, we'll let you well, know next you know, week. There was three in Star uh, Spider Man three, so that turned out okay. No, oh, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> four if you count the suit. Oh, well, right. technically, <laughs> you and I, you and I will find out tomorrow. Torgo. Yes, we we are going to go see a a preview showing of oh, Amazing really? Spider Man two tomorrow. Uh, yes. I decided I hadn't seen him in a while, and I figured, why not? Let's just go hang out. I like it. So, hang out with that movie. Yeah. And Xbox has announced a full slate of TV projects in development to go along with those two Halo series and the alt-future robo-drama Humans. Uh, The new series Deadlands is aimed to bust a few genres, combining zombies, sorcerers, and mad scientists in a weird West setting. The series will be based on the steampunk role-playing game by the same name. Uh, Winter World is based on Chuck Dixon and Jorge Zafino's graphic novel series of the same name. The miniseries will follow a series of uh, survivors of a new global ice age at a time when humanity has formed tribes to find ways to survive in the new ice-covered world. And the final project is Extraordinary Believers from the studio that brought you Robot Chicken. Not much is known about the show other than it is stop motion. Uh, These shows are just half of the full developmental slate. 
The studio is also cooking up some unscripted fare and the hard-boiled detective thriller based on Harlan Ellison's gun machine. So this is all coming to Xbox. I just heard the word hard-boiled and I was like, dragon fat? Ah, huh? There you go. Yeah. Well, that fits. Yeah. So yeah, they're getting in that game full. That's a huge slate. Yep. That's just part of it. It's a lot. Uh, Rift Tracks hosts Michael J. Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett will be performing live on July 10th at the State Theater in Minneapolis, where Mystery Science Theater was created 25 years ago. But just in case you can't make it to Minneapolis, the performances will be beamed live via satellite to 700 theaters across the U.S. and Canada. The subject of this riff is Sharknado. (laughs) (laughs) You can pick up live tickets for the live performance on May 2nd, while simulcast tickets will be available on May 5th. I've never seen that abomination, Sharknado, but I've heard interesting things. I watched the, uh, the like, 12-minute super clip. Yeah. The super cut with all the shark the best attacks. parts. Pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, but... I've I, seen that either. But, like, that stuff isn't even that great, so I can imagine... This, this is right The rest of it. It's yeah, like an hour and a half of that. farts. Ooh. But put it in the hands it's, of the Mystery Science uh, Theater guys. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. I read an interview with uh, Joel Hodgson. Uh, yeah, I keep, wa- I, I keep wanting to bring it up, but there's n- not enough solid information. Yeah. It's all wants and needs. Yeah, we actually, exactly. We he, actually he talked about to. this last week on. Uh, Did you on the, our my other podcast, the uh, Ice Cream Social? Yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I realize you didn't put it in there because it's it's not a confirmed news story. But you know, essentially, for you know those of you out there that have not read this interview, he said that he would like to resurrect MST and. Um, he wants to produce and possibly write for the show, but not necessarily act in the show. Uh, the premise being that when you, you know, his vision was that, well, you know, they're always going to move on to another person for the experiment uh, to, to watch the movies. So that, that this, that the, whoever would be the star of this particular new series would be the quote unquote next experiment. Yeah. So keeping in vain with, you know, him being replaced by Mike, and now Mike would have been replaced by someone else. Whether the bots would appear or not was he d- kind of just kind of glazed over that. He didn't yeah, really address just, that. Since then, but, since then, I've seen other little tweets and things where he was like developing an online show. Possibly. Talking about he's like he's like I went back and watched. He went back and watched some episode with. He was like and Trace and uh, what's his name who uh, who does Murphy? Yeah, he's like Trace and, and and Murphy did such great work as the bots, and he's like hired. Hashtag hired, something like that. Like they're gonna be, I he I hope they reprise their role again. Yeah, I would. I w- what I wouldn't give because yeah. right. talk about an evergreen property. Mm-hmm. Well, evergreen, but everybody has you know it's it's a little like Doctor Who, I guess. It's your first exposure. I'm an original Joel, an original bots. Sure, head. and that's where you I know, prefer it too. I don't mind the other stuff at all, and Mike certainly grew on me big time, but. Mary Jo Peel That's makes true. me yeah. Yeah. Like that was, fucking murder myself. That was the only part of the last few episodes that I just could not. I mean, half the time I was fast forwarding through. What the, possessed uh, them to continue that shit for so long? It's like, oh, it's not not a bit of it's funny. Not a bit of it's funny. No, the, the the riffing on the movie was funny. Sure. Yeah, the movie the, it, was funny. None, the, of the, the, none of those sketches are the funny sketches at all. were not not even well humorous. Done. They were not well done, especially when she was involved. Oh. And I, that's I, I, I found I myself hate to be fast that guy, forwarding but grossy Melosi through. Well, not to say that the others were doing anything great either. I thought the brain guy was a dumb thing, and the Bobo was a dumb thing. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of it worked. Yeah, 
it, it just wasn't uh, Dr. Forster and Frank, which was an incredible comedy team. Uh, right. Do you follow... I follow Frank, Frank Conniff. Conniff. Right. Boy, do I follow He's Frank great. Conniff. He's great on, yeah. on Twitter. If you don't follow TV's Frank, Frank Conniff on, on Twitter, do yourselves a favor. Well, provided you slant liberal, because otherwise <laughs> he'll enrage the shit out of you. But if you slant liberal, he's a good, he's a great follow, actually. Yeah. Uh, props to or you, even sir. even if you're a moderate, he'll probably uh, grow he's pretty. He's pretty, uh, he's pretty left a loo. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You have a problem with the left? Not at all. Giving you a hard time. <laughs> Marvel Entertainment's Chief Creative Officer Joe Quesada was a recent recent guest on the Fat Man on Batman podcast and <laughs> opened up about the approach they're taking to Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders miniseries. As expected, Quesada confirmed the shows will take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and tease some interconnectivity to the big screen universe and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But they plan on telling smaller superhero stories this time around, and we're hoping these uh, shows can hit the sweet spot Shields missed in their first half of its season. Uh, there are some choice quotes about the approach they're taking, and, uh, and some things look like they're taking a noir vibe. Quote, Although these are superhero stories, this is different now. This is street level. This is the street level noir side of the Marvel Universe. Something uh, something that you haven't really, really seen in any of our Marvel movies and probably more ground level than I think you've seen. This is not us doing Batman, Dark Knight, or any of that stuff. The scripts are coming in. They're pretty fantastic. They're really emotional. They're very, very original. But at the same time, it is Daredevil. It is Matt Murdock. We will eventually, hopefully, start casting really, really soon, but I'm really excited about it. We're shooting in New York. And the fantastic thing is that we're shooting at home. We're shooting right where these characters belong. The stories take place in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Rumors are going to actually nice. hire a real blind guy. Yeah, that'd be that's a that's a great risk. Why not? I'm saying I can't wait for the fight scenes. Be awesome. Oh, he's wearing a hood and a mask. Then you yeah. put it stunt. Yeah, he could put anybody <laughs> in there at that point. Seriously, <laughs> just just <laughs> taking swings. I don't know what people have against Daredevil. I swear it. I have nothing against Daredevil. I'm so excited about this. This is you not guys seem otherwise. otherwise. You seem otherwise. Well, we're about otherwise to this idea of blind the man casting. Pro- prospect of <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> blind casting. It's so overrated. <laughs> so Hamlet's blind. How is the show better? Tell you what. Why don't we just throw a dot? No, don't give him any dots. Speaking of that. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Hamlet, you brought up Hamlet. There's a version of Macbeth I think that's coming out either this year or next, and Marianne Cotillard and uh, Fassbender are being in that uh, that movie. I'm down. And I'm, I'm in. seriously excited about that. Mm. Mm. Not as excited as you're going to be about this next piece. Here it comes. Here it comes. Rip Rid- your bells. Ridley Scott has signed on with HBO to develop the new series Pharaoh, which will revolve around ancient Egypt and the influence of alien beings as an alternate explanation to the rise of the empires of the region. Ah. Yeah! <laughs> Now that's Paul's, more newsworthy. Paul's favorite theory. <laughs> they already did that. It was called Stargate. <laughs> He's right. Or He's right. Fifth Element. Is uh, Jade Jade Manuga going to be in it? What's that guy's Ooh. name? What was Jade his name? Davidson? Jade Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> Jade Manuga? Jumar Parmaherna. Robinumulava. Do you have something in your mouth when you said that? Jay Davidson. Jay Davidson should be in this new thing. And he should go by the name of Jay Manuga. Jimmy McDonald's going to be in that? Jay Davidson? <laughs> Jade Manuga. Jade Manuga. Is going to be in that? Yeah, Jay Davidson. Yeah, he's going to be in that. Hello. I'm Jade Manuga. 
Jeff, would you get me a spite wire up? I'm, I'm going to need it. He's famished. Uh, Parched. That's right. That was my Sprite plug. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Paul God, has not plugged anything. God bless the 80s Jeff's ability to translate. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we need, an, uh, uh, we need a famous Paul translator app so he could go, is Jim and Jabba in the, in the new movie? Jeff, goes, you shouldn't Jay have. Davidson. Thank you. <laughs> it just translates everything to Jay Davidson. Who? <laughs> it's a safe Yeah. Are you bringing out eggs for everyone? Why don't I have a Reese's egg? What's going on? We all want Reese's eggs, (laughs) goddammit! Jeff, bring more! (laughs) Do you have enough gum for everybody? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been brought to you by Sprite from Coca-Cola. And Reese's eggs. Reese's peanut butter eggs, because Easter's over, so fry them. Oh, these are the best fucking thing ever. Thank you, sir. Last week, are they frozen? Uh, Refrigerated. Oh, nice. I I, I found that when I freeze them, they are a little too hard to bite. more of a challenge. But refrigerated, they're like just perfect. They're just the right amount of firmness. I like my Reese's eggs like I like my women refrigerated. Like Jay Davidson. (laughs) Firm. I was going to say firm, but you know. Black and refrigerated? Firm Jay Davidson. (laughs) Refrigerated. I've, I've dated enough cold women that uh, hey. I don't need. Uh, I don't need that. Bite hey. size and refrigerated. <laughs> uh, while you're enjoying your eggs, looks like Kevin Smith's film retirement was greatly exaggerated. His next film is Anti Claws. He just wrapped up Tusk and is grafting. I the stars. will tell you right now. I used to call that call myself that every time I was halfway in the Klingon makeup. Anti Claws. Yeah, because I had suspenders with my pants, had black black face. <laughs> and and really scary looking and big boots. Yeah, I look like anti. I said I'm anti claws. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tusk is uh, he's just finished that and is grafting the stars from that film. Justin Long, Haley Joel Osment, Genesis Rodriguez, and Michael Parks onto this one. It's about Krampus. Here's Smith talking about it. Unquote. Uh, when I was a kid, if they wanted to make Christmas horror movie, they'd stick an axe in Santa's hands. In Anti Claus, we leave Santa alone and creep with the Krampus through twisted tales of holly jolly murder, desire, desperation, and despair. Just in time for the holiday season. They did a whole Speaking of somebody of who jumped the shark. In well, America, they missed, they missed the boat with, uh, I mean, American wants- Dad beat him, beat him to the punch on the Krampus. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. I'm okay with him making a slasher movie yeah. if he wants to make a slasher movie. Red State was okay. Yeah, I like to stay. Well, that wasn't a slasher movie. No, it's not yeah. a movie, but I'm not saying that. Well, but mm-hmm. That was out of left field. Like, you watch and you're like, Well, what? that was his uh, Citizen Kane. That was his, yeah, well, in his mind. Book. That yeah. was like the movie he wanted to, to be. That was more like his From Dust Till Dawn. That shit came out of left field. You didn't expect that any of that to happen. Well, I'm, like he wanted to make his serious statement piece, and I, that was the one okay. he made. You I know? guess so. And continuing his quote, in America, we're taught that nice kids get presents from Santa and naughty kids get coal. But in countries like Germany, Austria, Bavaria, Romania, and Hungary, Christmas is more metal than merry. Uh, St. Nicholas brings a sack full of toys for good kids, and the Krampus carries an empty bag for taking away the bad kids. I want to see that Christmas movie, and rather than wait for it, we'll make it instead, unquote. Now, when does Tusk come out? What is the other? Uh, I don't know when Tusk is coming out, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, Robert Kurtzman, who did uh, Cabin Fever and Late Phases, will create the Krampus. XYZ Films has picked up all international sales rights to the film, which shoots in September. Kevin Smith is directing, right? He's the director of Tusk? Yep. Let's see when it comes out. Um, Sorry. International rights, but so they don't have domestic distribution yet. Chances are it'll be distribute. He started his own uh, distribution company. Mod something distribution, right? Like Smodco Films or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My guess is going to go that route. Oh yeah, maybe. 
I mean, that's basically well, what he did with Red State. Yeah. See, I, the, 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 the thing with everybody saying like that he's retired, I mean, I know he basically said he was retired, but then he also well, said... Hit Somebody it, was supposedly his last movie, and that turned, yeah. turning into a TV but series. But he even and, said while he was doing that, he said it would take you know something I'd be super passionate about to bring me back to direct a film. That's a and, and now we've had two things. One, he, wanted to, he suddenly was inspired to, to uh, write the script for Clerks 3. Oh, Which God, he said he's probably no. gonna he's probably oh, gonna well. direct, um, and uh, hit somebody is still in the works, and Tusk. then and now Tusk. So and I mean, it's literally it's if he's at a point in his life where if he wants to do something, he can. I know he's got his you know fingers in a lot of different pies right now, but he's doing them and doing them well. And if he wants to do something, he's passionate about. He's got the the time and the means to do it. Yeah, or he can make the time. He's retired in the way that he's not actively yeah. pursuing things. Yeah. He doesn't have to like go out and do what other people want him to do sure. in order and to survive. The Hollywood system, kind of now. It's, yeah. So um, Tusk is in post production and it does says it does say it's coming out this year. It didn't say when it's expected. Yeah, yeah. It just That's says twenty four. I was just curious okay. if we knew yet. Uh, Max Brooks has signed on a deal with Legendary Television and Digital to develop his new vampire horror comic, Extinction Parade, as a television series. Brooks will likely likely produce the series if it's picked up, and he's currently writing the pilot. The comic launched in 2013 on Avatar Press, follows the decline of a vampire ruling class as they fail to respond to a zombie virus wiping out their main food supply. That's funny. So, And Max Brooks, I yeah, like hilarious. that guy. So. It's a hilarious idea. <laughs> You don't find it funny. I find it hilarious. <laughs> Look at all the zombies. Why, eating our food. Why didn't we do something about this earlier? I told you last century. You you texted me. <laughs> but that was all. Last century you texted? Yes, we're I from think, the future I time. Think, oh, I thought it was just... Okay. No, vampires can go... There's the answer. We've Let's go back time. in time. Okay. Oh, shit, it's Jason. Oh, no. <laughs> Look out. He travels through time, too, now. But you well, know you know that autocorrect. It doesn't work out well. No, I typed in zombie, and it wrote farts. <laughs> why is there a, the, a sheriff walking around killing our food supply? That's why I didn't respond. You said, hey, there's a bunch of farts here. Why do you always send me awkward texts like that? I meant to say zombie. It's autocorrect. Ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. I hate this fucking apple phone yeah but it, it chooses the words that you use most commonly look <laughs> i'm stuck in a small cramped box i eat a lot of blood this is all i'm saying it happens there's a lot of sulfates in the blood it's not my fault i had mexican before i went for my nap when you send me a text that has your teeth and like a little chicken head i what am i supposed to expect the, the message is clear there He's obviously a Rodriguez vampire. That's yes. <laughs> it says zombies? That's how's that zombies? It I says farts. It says something. farts. <laughs> don't do open my crypt. No. It's going to be a real stinky poo. I got a straight up Dutch oven going on in there. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. There's only so much diffusion these fucking drapes can handle. Your drapes? I have drapes in my coffin. You don't have drapes in your coffin? I don't live in a coffin. Man, I've got wainscoting and everything in there. <laughs> it's like a real nice place. Oh. You don't live in the coffin. What do you do? Oh. I'm a wolf man. Look at this. Oh, see shit. Here? Get the fuck out of here. I, this is vampires only. Wolf man. I don't care How what you, you get want. in here? Who invited Underworld? And who's to say... 
Who's to say you can't turn zombie oh, anyway? Zombie man. wolf man. Oh, man. That would be kind of cool, actually. It hasn't yeah. been done yet. Yeah. Zombie wolf man zombie. Yeah. We need to talk to Chuck. Let's do it all. We need if to talk to Sharknado. And make him a mummy, too. If they did Sharknado, fuck it. We could do a zombie wolf man. <laughs> zombie wolf man vampire mummy. He's the worst you've ever met. Zombie wolf man vampire mummy. He's going to get you and kill you yet. <laughs> Drive a stake right through this his heart. He'll just cut a rancid fart. Put a cloak of gl- of of uh, put garlic. a clove of garlic <laughs> on his face. He'll just grow hairy and erect the place. Try to tell him he's from Egypt town. He'll say fuck you and spin around. Try and feed him nasty brains. He'll eat them and ask for more again. Zombie Wolfman Vampire Mommy. He's the worst you've ever met. Zombie Wolfman Vampire Mommy. He's gonna fuck you up, I'll bet. Zombie Wolfman Vampire Mommy. The new book by the famous Paul Mattingly. Zombie Wolfman Vampire Mummy. Oh, <laughs> what a fucking retarded look. He'd look crazy. He'd have... He'd have he'd have wrappings. Yeah. He'd have her coming out of the wrappings. He'd also wear a vampire cape and uh, and, <laughs> and have fangs. And he'd be rotten. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, what a mess. How long? Let's do, do this. Let's work on this project, <laughs> Paul. How long do you think before Biggs puts up a, a book? Cover zombie Wolfman, vampire mummy. <laughs> He'll be untidy. That's for sure. It's about May, <laughs> June, July, August, September. We have four five, four and a half months to come up with this story by Halloween. You know, that'd be just a real fun Halloween costume to try and pull off. It it's would. like, what are you? What do you think I am, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Look. At me, I'm a zombie wolf man vampire mummy. <laughs> what? I'm zombie sorry, wolf- I just thought you're a hobo. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you go down to Fremont, you'll actually see zombie wolf man vampire mummies. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. You'd be like, oh shit, they're real. That shit's real, yo. I think fucking Bubba Hotep's down there somewhere too. Zombie wolf man vampire mummy. Back in 2009, Image Comics debuted a very strange detective series, Chew, about a parallel world where a mysterious avian flu caused chickens everywhere to be outlawed, leaving the FDA as the primary law of the land. There's black market poultry, Russian assassins, cyborgs, and vampires, and smack dab in the middle is FDA agent Tony Chu, a man with a very strange talent. He's a sebopath. Translation, he can tell you the history of something by eating it. Wait, is it... It's C H U or C-H-U. like because uh, I was going off of Chew. C H E W is the name of the sh- of the of the comic. comic. Oh, okay, but the character his last C-H-U. name C H U. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So this leads. It's a. It's a. So play. he's Chinese. It's a pun. This is not <laughs> Chinese. He doesn't play jokes. He doesn't put pee pee in your coat. Why? Why would you not be Chinese? <laughs> his last name's Chew, right? Right. That would make more sense if you were Chinese, right? I gotta, I gotta give you that one. That was well played. That was fucking You're gonna give me that. You're gonna give me that. I'll give you that one, Governor. He does. He does play jokes. This leads Tony on a hilarious journey in which he literally eats the dead in order to discover increasingly convoluted truths. There he goes. The idea is strong enough that an animated series is being crafted by the comics creators John Layman and Rod Gilroy. And that series just got a huge shot in the arm by grabbing two actors, The Walking Dead's Stephen Yoon and star creator of every nerdy thing you've ever seen on the internet, Felicia Day. Yoon will be playing Tony, while Felicia will be taking uh, on his love interest, Amelia's Mintz, who, surprise, has a superpower of her very own. She's a Sabo Scrivener, which is a fancy way of saying whatever she writes about food, you will experience. 
Mince naturally is a food critic. So Yoon is playing Tony Chu. Yes. So is he fucking Chinese or not? <laughs> uh, well, he, I believe he's of Asian descent. Chinese, okay, so he's know. either Korean, Chinese, whatever. Yeah. I get it. That was just fucking funny when you said the guy Yoon from Walking Dead. I'm like, so is he Chinese or not? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I do actually remember picking up that comic uh, when I was at, uh, oh, which comic store was it? You picked it up at a comic store. Yeah, I, I, look, I picked it up, I looked at it, I read the premise, and I'm like, this is a really interesting premise. And for some reason or another, I set it back down, and intending to go back and pick it up, and I just, I forgot. And I think I have volume one if you want to read it. Oh, it's okay. kind of an interesting but, premise. Uh, the FDA yeah, it comes the good, law of the land, yes, the chickens are out really good. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really good, interesting uh, storyline. So. It takes itself just seriously enough. I was going to say, but I was going to ask time if it does it. It's yeah, really, I just recently it seemed a little tongue in cheek. I just recently finally read the first volume of Walking Dead, thanks to you, and I was surprised that there's this bit of a sense of humor there with the zombies in the book that I was surprised to see, where, you know, they have the zombies doing things like, her, you know, stuff like yeah. that, where you're like, huh. And, and that te- goes away as the comic goes on. No, well, no, because I've read other later, because yeah. I didn't have, and I was like, that wasn't there before, but yeah, they sort of, anyway. So if he's Chinese... And really? He's chicken. Yes, I'm going <laughs> back to this. Assume, you assume. Two, right? Okay. Well, the chickens are Chinese. Yeah. The Racist. chickens are outlawed. The chicken is outlawed. You could and call his name him is Chew. You assume it's Chinese. You could, no, you could call him Kentucky Fried Chew. <laughs> it's Good. being reported that Justin Kurtzel has entered into negotiations to direct Assassin's Creed, producing and starring Michael Fassbender, who will play that bartender who is kidnapped by a secret organization and put into a machine called the Animus that allows him to enter the minds of his ancestors, a line of great assassins, in hopes of learning the locations of various artifacts. Why does it have to be a bartender who's abducted? Why can't he just go and do it like the thing? Like the thing? Like Like he does in the game. Oh, in the game. Why do they got to trick him or kidnap him? Uh, If I remember right, he doesn't start out going there at I on guess his own maybe will, not voluntarily. Yeah, I don't get, know. He gets kidnapped. I don't like that. I'm game down series, with the so watching it go. now that Fassbender's in it. Fassbender, he's fucking great. I, you know, um, we discussed it before. Fassbender. Any movie based on a video game, I shy away from. Actually, uh, Fassbender and Kurtzel have worked together in the past. Just recently, in Kurtzel's adaptation of William Shakespeare's Macbeth, currently in post production and set. So this is the same director, I guess, of that. Okay, yes, so cool. yeah, so. All right, then I'll be, like watching that return. I'll be watching that. It will probably be a good movie because it's not a very good video game. Uh, well, po- it's possible. That one could Some be okay. Some people love those games, though. The I one I saw him playing was good. I enjoy it. I actually he said the first one not so hot, but the yeah. second and then the latest one. See, that's amazing. it. I got in on the first one. Yeah, did Black not flag. like it. Mm-hmm. Played the second one a little bit. It's a too time-consuming for me. It's very. Yeah, Captain, you and I have sat here and watched... Uh, Torgo play Black yeah, yeah, Flag. Yeah. I like that. Well, Black Flag's amazing. I don't even oh, own that cool. game when I want it. I, cool. I have watched some ship battles and some ship-to-ship combat and jumping around. That looks shit fun. looks awesome. But yeah. That's I the best part just, of the game. I bet there's just too much to get into it. I, I want that game. I want a game that just focuses on ship-to-ship yeah. pirating. If and you want it, that to be your game, you can do that. I know, but... Like I would love to see them just put all the resources into I, just making you know that what? the game. They are releasing so many offshoots of Assassin's Creed. Now well, I wouldn't be surprised will. if that's coming. Yeah. No, because like I said, I have a buddy that's been wanting that for years too, and it's I agree. A really good pirate. Like game. just yeah, just <clears throat> sailing around and blowing other ships. Yeah. Up. All those oh, pirates are going to make go home on my PlayStation and play uh, Return to Monkey Island. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's probably the best pirate game to date. Yep. 
LeChuck. Uh, yeah. Damn right. If you've got even a passing interest in the history of video games, you've probably heard the story of the Atari 2600 ET, the extraterrestrial game. Developed as a tie-in to the hit Steven Spielberg film of late 1882. Uh, Hoping (laughs) to quickly cash in on the film's box office success in time for the holiday season, Atari rushed the game's development process, limiting it to less than six weeks. The game initially sold well on the strength of the movie, tie-in marketing, but sales dropped off quickly when consumers realized that it was terrible. The E.T. game was quickly declared a dud and played a role in the larger decline of the Atari as a company uh, for three decades now. The story has been that Atari, unable to sell all the E.T. cartridges it produced, dumped thousands of copies in the ga- of the game in a New Mexico landfill. Some believe the story to be absolutely true, while others were convinced it was little more than an urban legend. Uh, now, a film crew led by writer and producer Zach Penn, working on an Atari documentary partially funded by Microsoft's Xbox division, has put all doubts to rest. During a dig at New Mexico's Almagoro landfill on Sunday, Penn and company confirmed that thousands of Atari cartridges, both E.T. and other games, have been buried in the New Mexico desert for more than three decades. Uh, so not just E.T. Not just E.T. For anybody who doubted. centipede in some of the pictures. Yeah. For yeah. anybody who doubted, Penn told a g- crowd of fans, there is a whole heck of a lot of games down there. We just saw them, unquote. The Almagoro landfill has been closed since 1986, but a few local residents have known the truth of E.T. legend for decades because they went digging out there for themselves when they were kids in search of free video games. <laughs> Quote, we all heard what was going on, the 43-year-old Armando Ortega said. We came out one night in complete darkness. They just put a complete layer of concrete on it, and it was fresh. Right, that was the deal. They couldn't get through the concrete. Yeah. But, you oh, could, this is fresh. Uh, so. uh, you could tell people had already been scavenging. Ortega and his friends got somewhat crushed, but still playable copies of E.T., Atari Baseball, Pac-Man, and other Atari 26 titles from the landfill. Oh, wow. They gave the E.T. games away, though, because, as Ortega put it, the game sucked. (laughs) So the truth is finally definitive out. On this long, gestating video game legend, Atari really did dump leftover copies of its E.T. game out in the but desert. But it wasn't just E.T. No, it, was, it wasn't just They e. just got rid of old games that weren't selling. And hardware, too. One of the first things, yeah. that it's, it's not mentioned in there or in that little Xbox video we watched before the show, but one of the very first things that they pulled out that led them to believe they were in the right spot was an old Atari 2600 controller. There you go. So that's yeah. like the first picture that they have in the, uh, uh, in, well, in the, in the little article that I was reading on Sunday where they were just starting to pull stuff out on Sunday was the very first thing was this little Atari controller. I mean, I would so say to say that that game's responsible for the d- downfall of Atari, it is only responsible in the way that it became so legendarily considered such a crappy game. Whether once whether the game was crappy or not, once it gets associated with that, no. it's hard to break that. It was only a very small piece in a much larger issue that Atari was having. You're not wrong. The bigger issue at the time was that there was little to no, in fact, little, there was no oversight on games getting released. Yeah. Yeah. E.T. was not a very good game. I enjoyed it when I was young. I I remember playing it. Uh, But anybody could release an Atari 2600 game, and they did. Purina released a dog chow game. Chase the Chuck Wagon. Chase the Chuck Wagon. And I have a collection of old 2600 games, and uh, two-thirds of them are crap. Just terrible, terrible, terrible Mike, shovelware games. The big question is, maybe because I haven't read in too much about it, and I'm not, you know, not, not paying attention, but uh, 
when why did they choose New Mexico of all places to bury this stuff? Uh, that I don't know. I bet you that's answering that documentary though. I, pro- I guarantee you. Well, that's that's fine. But I mean, but and I, I was conti- I was considering the fact thing. that the ET thing, you know, New Mexico, like in you know, Roswell, the alien shit yeah. in New Mexico. That was a first thought, and I'm like, no, that can't be it because it's not in Roswell. Nope. No, I think it's probably just this landfill we use. Or they'll let us dump all this, yeah. you know, this Where was plastic based stuff out of? in this California. I assume so, but I really don't know. I think it was Bakersfield. Okay, that's where. So why travel started. all that far? There's plenty of fucking desert in Bakersfield. Well, you ever you try to get throw permission. away stuff in in California? Yeah, you can go. Landfills. I mean, like even California back in the day, with landfills, it, it was very issue. different. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> and then just yeah, finding the the landfill that would let them put that, will that take such much a massive chunk, chunk point, of electronics and plastic. My point of the matter is: look, Nevada and Arizona are still closer than New Mexico. New Mexico might have given a better price. Yeah. It could have been a deal. And it could have also been, you know, you're trying to dispose of electronic components without people being aware yep. that you're getting rid of these electronic games yeah, and the location and hardware pieces and stuff. So by burying it in New Mexico, it's far enough away that most of the people in California that might were around it, yeah. where Atari and other game developers were mm-hmm. in that time would not necessarily go looking for those. That or, makes sense. Or makes sense, yes. Billy, who was in charge of getting rid of them, had an uncle in New Mexico <laughs> who ran the too. landfill, and it was just as simple as that. I mean, it's yeah. all just speculation at this point. I bet we will know. in too much of the landfill, but the New Mexico thing never made any sense to me. That's Yeah, I never really thought about it. I right. think that's. I mean, I think the New Mexico thing is partly why the legend lived and was so strong, because it did no, seem like the middle the of nowhere. Yeah, true, what a bizarre uh, place. Well, well at the time, place in Almogordo, out in the middle of the desert. Almogordo is outside of, is, or it's either out, just outside of or it's part of White Plains, which is yeah. really big open space. In fact, the yeah. space shuttle landed there once because yeah. uh, oh, bad they, they weren't able to land at Edwards or at in, in Florida. So White That's Plains was like line. their tertiary landing yeah. zone, but it only did it like one time. And and it was reason was because it was a wide open dry lake bed. And yeah, they were able to, yeah. to to land it there safely and not worry about it being, uh, you know, a potential for disaster were they to run off the the end or you know into a, a town around yep. there. So. And on a side note of New Mexico, I'm actually I'm gonna have a friend send me some hatch green chilies, and I'm looking forward to making some uh, green chili cheeseburgers this summer. Ooh, yummers! Yes, sign sir. me up. Uh, Disney Publishing Worldwide announced a partnership with Delray Books to uh, to begin bringing all new in-continuity Star Wars novels to readers starting this fall. The company announced four new titles that will hit bookstores between September 2014 and March 2015 and also unveiled plans to keep all previous Expanded Universe novels in print, rebranded as Star Wars Legends titles. The first novels, first novel, a Rebel prequel by John Jackson Miller, will be titled Star Wars A New Dawn. Here's a brief synopsis from Star Wars Books' Facebook page. Our very first official canon novel sets solidly in the legendary Dark Times. Between episodes three and four, A New Dawn will introduce readers to two main characters from the upcoming Star Wars Rebels animated series, uh, Canon Jarrus and Hera Sindulla. And will feature a jacket art by Doug Wheatley, as well as a foreword by Dave Filoni, one of the executive producers of the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. It goes on sale September 2nd, 2014. The second new Star Wars novel will be Tarkin by James Lucino. 
He stars the iconic character played by Peter Cushing in the very first Star Wars film, due to be released on November 4th, 2014. The third novel, releasing January 2015, is Heir to the Jedi by Kevin Hearn. It will be, quote, written entirely from Luke Skywalker's first-person point of view and will set the story between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. The fourth novel, Lords of the Sith by Paul S. Kemp, will be out on March 2015, will likely be of particular interest to readers who want to know more details about the relationship between Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Here's the synopsis. When the Emperor and his notorious apprentice, Darth Vader, find themselves stranded in the middle of an insurgent action... They have to drink their own pee. Vader, experienced (laughs) in drinking his own pee, is way ahead of the game. Palpatine, disgusted by the very idea, almost dies. Vader drags him slowly to a well where there is a bit of fetid water still left and asks Palpatine to drink. Reluctantly, Palpatine draws the dank, damp stuff to his lips and comes down with terrible dysentery. Shitting everywhere and leaving a long poop trail of Sith turd, they are spotted from orbit by one of the passing spaceships. The poop glows with the power of the (laughs) Sith midichlorians. An SOS. Yep. (laughs) It's like the algae shit in the on, ocean. Shit on space. That's what it is. Shit on space. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the... So you would think story. Vader would have a built-in water filter with all of that. He the drinks gear his pee. No, but I mean, like, if he found the fetid water, he could drink it, and it would filter and out. It? Now, he would filter out all the stuff, and My then master, Palpatine would just have to drink You must let me drink, drink this first, and then pee it into your mouth. <laughs> I know it seems gross, but you must understand, there's no other way. Vader. Come down to that. I would sooner, I would sooner shit a trail of SOS all the way across this fetid plain than to drink your urine. How dare you even insinuate that I would drink your pee, you wretched bastard. My lord, if you do not drink my pee, you will die. There is no escape. It is true. Search your feelings. <laughs> I'll never drink Vader pee. You know, okay. I will never is, drink Vader pee. <laughs> this is, I don't know why I said that. You don't know, you don't know why you said that? You're taking the whole water sports thing to a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the story? Wasn't that how it worked? Yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> I knew it. I guessed it. It's impressive. How you could get to the the story the of hug. Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine in Survivor Man Except mode. Except it ends this way. He goes, I would never drink Vader pee. Now suck my cock. <laughs> <laughs> no more Vader pee! Bungie's upcoming first-person shooter, Destiny, will allow players to transfer their Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 save data to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions of the game. Studio Invest- Wait, there's a 360 version of Destiny coming out? Yeah. Yes, there is. More and more reason to not upgrade. You, you missed this that whole, whole article. Missed that. The whole thing. Read that again, missed. Torgo. All right. I'll start over. Bungie's upcoming first-person shooter, Destiny, allows players to transfer their Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 save data to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions of the game. I'm not missing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying missing anything. Uh, studio investment team uh, lead Tyson Green confirmed with Polygon, quote, we're interested in making sure that last-gen characters can move to the next-gen, Green said. A lot of people are going to buy Destiny on PS3 and Xbox 360 and then get, say, a PS4 for Christmas. Don't tell me I wasted the last hundred hours there, so we're really interested in supporting that. Our longer-term platform plans, 
Couldn't speak to that right now, but we don't want to lock people in. I got to tell you, they are very hopeful. And the words I've heard thus far on Destiny is yawn town. Really? Yep. They had some journalists go and do some play testing this weekend. and They've come back with less than stellar reviews. And these are hardcore, diehard super fans and fangirls. Hmm. And they're just like, really kind of mediocre. And then, you know, of course, the spin from Bungie is like, well, you're just getting a, you know, a pie slice, like they like to say. Sure, you know you're just getting you, a slice of you, the. You, usually, they're they're putting their best foot forward on you these would things. Think precisely, and it's so close to release, and they're like, no, it's once you get into the character development and the RPG stuff, and I'm like, so basically, what you're telling me is the more boring elements are even more interesting than the boring stuff I've been playing in the action sequences. That's a hard fucking sell. Well, the, the thing that's grasped me about it is, I haven't seen these new play test throughs. But the early talk is that it's a lot like Borderlands, which I do really enjoy. Yes, there's apparently that whole loot crate thing. That's a big part of it. It's a loot system and also leveling up system, which for me, I am out. Mm. Nah, that's 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 my candy. Well, okay. So but maybe then it, again, but if it's boring candy, you know, but who knows? Who knows? I find I found Borderlands to be pretty boring. Okay, oh, I love it yeah. so much. But I do find it interesting being able to incorporate those saves forward. That's that's new. Yeah, but that's why I'm bringing this in. Well, they talked about doing that with the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 Minecraft editions. That yeah. that they'll be able to once the that version is released on the next gen consoles, you'll be able to transfer all of your your maps, your maps and everything. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. So if you buy the Xbox, if you because there's a lot of Xbox and now PS3 players of Minecraft who have asked me the question, what's what's going to happen with the new one if it's going to be better? What about my old maps? Well, there you go. You don't have to worry about that. I hope they do that with forward. a lot of future games. I mean, especially when you think about it, like in WWE 2K versions, like to progress a character, you don't need the same fucking moveset, but to bring the character forward, you don't want to have to continually spend like an hour and a half creating one fucking guy. Yep. Well, it also goes to them realizing one of the ways to get people to buy the new system and not live on the old system is to allow the old system things like that to move. Especially to for system. something like Destiny, where they plan on continually yeah. support it. Plus, because like Paul said, why do you need to get the new system if you could, you know? Well, here's if you're interested in a new system, you can there still play your old now, system yeah. stuff mm-hmm. on it. You know, you have characters you built, so it makes and sense. And word from some of the developers too is that the newer systems are much easier to program for, especially if you're doing cross-platform. Yeah. Uh, game design it seems like everything runs smoother on the newer versions like well, you, yeah it's it's the, the graphics potential on both systems are 10 to 20 times more than what the 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 last gen systems were well, so, no i get that but i mean like the apps and, and then just overall power smoother. yeah so i mean it's just it's just a much more powerful system plus you've got the architecture is so much similar to PC version and also with uh, like the Unreal is it five engine that four th- fours that that was just developed is going to have cross platform uh, support now for PS4 and Xbox One cool. so it's going to allow for game developers to fairly easily transfer their PC developed games onto the new consoles with very minor tweaks. And so it's they, so they don't have to literally go back to the drawing board and program for uh, the various systems from scratch like they had to do when you were doing a PC version and then porting it to 
the PS3 or the Xbox 360. That's so good. I think you're going to find more often now, even though you know Sony and, and Microsoft are still continuing to support the last-gen consoles, that the developers are going to more and more move into the next-gen consoles just because it That's costs it them is. a lot less to program for these newer systems. That's how it always goes. Well, I mean, and... and that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, you're talking about nine-year-old systems here. That is true. Amazon has announced a new multi-year content licensing agreement with HBO, bringing their library of content online exclusively to Amazon Prime members through the Prime Instant Video Service. Series and miniseries that will be available for Prime members to watch include The Sopranos, Six Feet Under, The Wire, Rome, Big Love, Deadwood, Eastbound and Down, Band and Band of Brothers, John Adams, Early Seasons of Boardwalk Empire, and True Blood, and more. Other series, such as the recent hits uh, like Girls, The Newsroom, and Veep, will eventually be made available to watch over the course of the new agreement. And there's the caveat, approximately three years after they first air on HBO. Because well, HBO has HBO Go, and they don't want to exactly. destroy that so, product. Uh, after three years, available for streaming. That's just a lot of content. And there's still murmurs yeah. that HBO Go might eventually become something you can just do HBO Go, and you don't have to have the... But I think it's going to take a while before they get you know, to that. Yeah, I think it will, too, because right now, it, that's just it's, it's an incentive for pe- to get people signed up for HBO on their cable or satellite provider. Let's not forget HBO is owned by a cable company. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, you know, and all those sh- a lot of those shows that you know, I mean, I watch a lot of stuff on HBO. I mean, I watch a lot of movies and I do watch like real time with Bill Maher stuff like that. I there's a lot of shows that you mentioned I've not seen and we're talking some big shows on that list. Never seen. The Sopranos, first one you named, never seen an episode, not one. What? Uh, See, oh. I own almost all of these on DVD. True right? Blood, never seen the an episode. The only one I don't own is uh, Six Feet Under, but I've seen most of that. Six right. Feet Under, The Wire, nothing. Yeah, and there's not the partial list. I'm never sure like Oz the is wire. on there. And never. I've never seen what an episode. What the fuck is going on with humanity? <laughs> Everyone should see The Wire four times. Hey, well, I every- want you to say that question again when you look at yourself in the mirror tomorrow. I know exactly oh, what's going on he, with Yeah, He has full love of The Wire. Yeah, every, The Wire is the best. No, every just white American. Blood. Huh? Every white American should see the wire. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. True enough. Eventually, I will get around to watching these shows. I know I'm a little behind. That's okay, man. Yeah. He's behind my life. And we should clarify: it, it's not that HBO is owned by a cable company. HBO is owned by a company that also owns a cable company. Yes. There you be, go. And, Time and, and right now, that cable division is in the process of possibly being sold to another cable giant. Yeah. So. Uh, which Warner? It's, Time Warner is uh, in the process of being bought out by Comcast. Oh shit! Uh, the, the, Monopoly. Well, that's the thing: is most uh, most Senate and Congress and all of the regulators are already basically saying uh, we're thinking this is probably not such a wise idea, and the consumer advocate groups have been really lobbying Congress to not let this There's happen. several so. things going around not a good idea. That being one, the net right. neutrality thing, another. Oh, that's so yeah. gross. Oh. So gross. Do you have anything on that? Uh, no, just because I know we wouldn't have time at this point. Right. But I will throw you some uh, new video game numbers your way. Uh, Four. For the uh, the essential facts about computer and video games was released by the Entertainment Software Association They in their report. Uh, more than 50% of American households believe that video games help families spend more quality time together, according to it. Around 68% of parents surveyed who had children under the age of 18 in their household also said that gaming provides mental stimulation and education to children. 
Around 95% of parents said they pay close attention to the types of content found in games their children are playing, and 91% of parents accompany their children when they rent or buy a game. I wish my parents heard this when I was a kid. (laughs) Other interesting data in the report, 59% of Americans play video games. There's an average of two gamers in each game-playing household. The average gaming household has at least one dedicated game console, PC, or smartphone. 51% of U.S. households own a dedicated game console, and those who do own an average of two. Of those households that own a device and play video games, 58% play on a console, 53% on a smartphone, 41% on a wireless device. And uh, the average American gamer is 31 years old. Yep, see, I'm no longer the average age. Nope. Passed. I lost that about three years ago. It used to be 36. Yeah. Well, the average it's is... Gone, it's gone younger now. Average we're, we're is the very younger. median age. That yeah. means that we're still in the the range. I'm telling you, though. No, it, average is middle. To, it used yeah. to skew the, right with me. Yeah, it did. When I was... These kids. the time when I was like 28 till the time I was 36, it that, was was the, you. that was the median age. Well, but they're, 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 they're including the smartphone and all those kids... That's what I mean. It's babies, babies now yeah. play it. That's true. So now it's two-year-olds that are part of my But what we should also be happy to hear, though, Paul, is they have now, in, in a lot of the uh, studies I have read, have increased that age range where people still play video games to like 55. Well, 55, I'll 60. those numbers for you here. Yeah, okay. Uh, women age 18 or older represent a significantly greater portion of the, vid- of the game playing population, 36%, than boys age 18 or younger at 17%. The number of female gamers at age 50 or older increased by 32% from t- 2012 to 2013. The average number of game years gamers have been playing video games, 14. Adult gamers have been playing for an average of 16 years, with adult men averaging 18 years, adult women averaging 13 years. The average age of the most frequent game purchaser is 35 years old. Oh, so I'm, I'm the youngest in this room? Probably. I believe you are. I just turned 33. You are the youngest You're in this baby. room. Baby. Wow. Am I the youngest have, on the podcast in general? We have children on this yeah. podcast, and I'm looking at them. Uh, well, yeah, because fact, fact checks, checks like older than me, right? seventy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I miss your fact check. Kirsten's like, all right, my age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And just is uh, just Michael is just Michael my, uh, might be younger than me, maybe. Uh, yeah, or yeah. the same age. Yeah, right on the same age. Which I'm that, sad yeah. I wasn't here for that. I sorry, Mike, but you know, he glad took you personally. Did he? Why would he? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, you said I, it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just felt very encouraged by the fact that, you know, the, the top end age range of gamers for a long time had been like, you know, late 30s, early 40s. But now it has increased into like the late 50s, early 60s Well, because for a long time, that was the truth of the situation. The well, percentage but yes, but, over that age was so small, there was no point. In, but I mean, yeah. but it, it's, it's encouraging the fact that, yes... There are more people playing games at a later age because more people grew up, and not just That's because it. we're getting older, but because they're appealing to a wider range of people now. Uh, yeah, it's and more anyway, about part of it is of it, like more about you know some of these early just getting older. Well, yeah, some of these yeah. early developers, you know, <laughs> made their first game thirty. Well, it was just what we were with the documentary. Yeah. You know, thirty-two years ago was yeah. when ET was programmed. My father played video games up, t- up until he died at seventy-two. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. My, my, and my some dad of that encouraged too is big time in the house. We had our Atari way back in the day, and. Yeah, he he was a game head. He got me hooked on the stuff back in the day. The education thing is 
quite intriguing because I well, don't remember a lot, a lot of people of are using computers and p- computer games to get their kids. So I'm thinking of you know. more of like the Nintendo games that I grew up with. I don't remember some of them being educational. But when you look at the an interesting aspect of certain video games, like even Paperboy, you don't think of that as an educational game. But you look at it, and you're like, maybe that is an educational experience because you're a Paperboy. You're going around on a route. You're trying not to get hit by cars and all this other stuff. And you're trying to maintain a, a job as a kid. Right. That's actually a life experience game. There's a little about. bit of that, but there's more to it. It's the, the cognitive reasoning and problem solving skills yeah. that mm-hmm. come yeah. from it. And not to mention, of course, the age old hand eye coordination. Yes. Which could be a contributor in the Flynn effect. Uh, Flynn effect is something that's been documented now that IQ, as much as we like to believe that you know kids today are dumber than than we were, it's the evidence is otherwise. IQ has been steadily rising, and they attribute a lot of that to the fact that most people now have to pay attention to a lot more things happening around them at once mm-hmm. than they used to. Yep. And so and that's their cognitive our fault, abilities actually. have grown with it. Yeah. Sure, yeah. No, we're sure just exposed. True. But there is something to be said for, what is it, somebody posted today on Facebook, uh, you know, a few generations ago, we taught Greek and Latin in grade school, and now we're teaching remedial English in college. So there is something to be said about that, but that's not necessarily a, a, a well, I think that's, IQ. That's more just, just because IQ increases, right. than and just because IQ else. increases doesn't mean intelligence increases that's across the board. True. Yeah, no, and that's yeah. yeah. IQ more measures the like, like and your cognitive IQ, ability. Right. Of, yes, your IQ can be incredibly high, but, but you may you not still have what to have you do with that intelligence. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you still have to have a database of information to draw off of to adequately use your IQ. Mm-hmm. Look at you trying to sound all smart. I am smart. I mean, there's a oh. lot of IQ things. Talk about a guy out. who doesn't use his IQ. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. And there's unquestionable <laughs> things, too. Like, when you think of uh, even earlier Nintendo games like The Legend of Zelda, like, to have been playing it at mm-hmm. our age, that that takes a lot of skill to think sure. about certain things because that game is is a patience game by all stretch of the imagination right and especially even with super mario brothers i mean you're flying through certain worlds but you have to like have like a certain mental like iq to understand mm-hmm. okay well shit what do i got to do to get to this next level right. Right. Like that, sorry to tell you gentlemen but at our age our video game abilities are starting to atrophy oh, <laughs> oh yeah. kidding there, okay. there were a couple of times in stick of truth where you're like you have to mash some of the buttons and i thought i was doing a pretty good job but the, i kept failing <laughs> Uh, yeah. the, the hit, and I was just like, "How did I only get the bar up three quarters of the way? I should have nailed that." You should have been able to poop in that stall. Yeah, you want help button mashing? You just go back and play tech, and you'll be just fine. It's it's not that. <laughs> kind of happy. Slow down a little bit about it naturally. a little bit because now yeah. I'm I'm going back and you know I've already collected a fuck ton of old school games, but my collections are pretty much where I want them to be, <laughs> and I can relatively cheaply <laughs> buy any missing pieces at this point. And enjoy the shit out of those old school games because they still there's that now my skill level is where those games are really fun for me. Yeah. Well, I, that's one of the things I like about that Deadlight game I was talking about earlier. It is it's got that old school mm-hmm. game quality to it. A little more simplistic. Yeah. The, that's what's great about the indie market. They yeah. are able to appeal to so many niches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find honestly the the most fun I've had in the past year has been. Uh, the XCOM game. Super the, good. So good. So good. But it's like chess. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's it's just chess like chess, aliens. man. It's, it's like an old man chess game, but it's so fun. No twitch involved. Steady, slow. But I mean, strategy. Uh, uh, that and Magic the Gathering online have been the most fun I've had. There it is. 
I got to get my girlfriend a new computer since they're coming out with uh, Elder Scrolls Online. No, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. So, I'll, I'll be a fan of it once it goes free to play, and it will. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one but, thing she plays. I've like watched a plays. little bit. I watched a little bit of it when it came on Twitch first. You know, mm. when it was, it was the Oblivion, fresh game. right before this, or it could be wrong. Uh, Skyrim, Skyrim, Skyrim. That's one. what it was. Skyrim. Yeah, she's a big. She's a big player of Skyrim. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that that's where I've been geeking out. Twitch, man, just watching games. Skyrim was a lot of good shit. Was one that I I found attracted a lot of women mm-hmm. to it because I mean I kept running into like. You know, people at work and, you know, in public, it's like, it's like, hey, do you play this Skyrim? It's really fun. And I was like, wait a minute, you play what now? Yeah, and I, girl, I don't know why I should be surprised by that, because, you know, especially with the, the stats you just read, more and more, you know, women are, are playing games. Whatever but Master Torgo plays, the women just the women flock. They flock. Well, interesting. So my girlfriend, actually, so she has a degree in, like, you know, European history and stuff like mm-hmm. that. She's very much into, like, the medieval times and stuff like that. And I right. European in my I mouth, I watched her Vader. play Skyrim, and obviously don't it has a do lot it. of that in there. I'm you trying know, to keep those, you alive, my lord. Period. She's very into Game of Thrones. Right. She watches it. So that kind of makes sense that she would be playing that sure. game of all things. European history offends me. It was Vader. so weird and left field <laughs> that it almost seemed like it was another part of the recording jumping over onto <laughs> it, this it did. <laughs> I am sorry, my master. It sounded like you pressed the, yeah, uh, pressed the tape exactly and all of a sudden like. it came in. I, I either like, pee in happened? your mouth or you die, master. <laughs> what are you peeing? Write to us comments at uglycowshow.com. I will die then. Stop peeing. No, I'm in going my to mouth. pee in your mouth. And don't Just do keep it. talking. No, don't do I'm it when I fall zip. asleep. Here Stop I go. It. Here Stop I go. It. I'm going to pee in your oh, mouth. Oh, put that zipper on there. I did not build a zipper on you. <laughs> the zipper I'm was not an invalid. I can put a zipper on my own suit. You should be an invalid. You have Zombie no arms wolf, and legs. Man, you have no arms and legs. You made this decision, not me. I'm going to toss you in the river and change your name to Bob. <laughs> Until next I'm week, I am Master Torgo. Now get that pee out of my mouth. Uh, here it comes. It is Jeff. Captain Luddite. And Bonzo the Beast. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. <laughs> oh, man, Paul. <laughs> There is too much pee here, Vida. You have peed in Didn't my mouth for the last time. Didn't we just hear the thing on time. At Midnight where his wiener got burnt off in that whole <laughs> thing yeah. by, the, by, the, by the, the lake his of lava? His wiener got burnt off in episode three. In that whole thing? Yeah. During when that, when that fire crept up his, yeah. his nubs? He's wienerless, yeah. He got wiener burned? Oh, come on. Yeah. That's why this show's so, been that's brought so to you by wiener Why burn. do you think he screams the way he does? <laughs> right. No! <laughs> no. They, they cut out too early. He goes, no! Balls and wiener have I. <laughs> <laughs>